Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his cousin gives you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. You can follow my cousin Jared on Twitter at Cousin Jared. This college football episode covers select games from week three of the 2022 season. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model that predicts what the spread should be for every FBS college football game. Then information along with each team's power rating and a graded A, B, or C pick, either now or coming later, for every game. It's available in the Google Sheet that is linked in the show's description. That doesn't mean that we recommend you do the same. As our goal in this episode is to share key information about the games, give you a few things to think on, explain why certain plays are being made in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. We never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your hard-earned money. And as we go through the plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so we'll give you our loves, lights, and leans to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. Cousin Jared will also be utilizing a weighted unit scale this college football season. And as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to see it will be profitable each and every week, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Cousin Jared, uh, we had a struggle in week one, but week two, I feel like we bounced back strong. Yeah. Week two was fantastic. I, I don't want else to say that. You have anything to say other than like, we, we nailed it? I mean, I feel, I feel pretty good about week two. No, it was it was excellent, and like you said, we we needed that after after week one because week one did not go kind of as yeah. we had planned. Yeah. So it, it was good to kind of get the confidence going again, uh, having such a good week after having a down week in week one. Yeah, yeah. Um, you made back more in week th- in week two than you lost in week one, and are up overall in the season eight percent ROI. Uh, I I fell short of that goal, uh, thanks to the thanks to the Baylor game. Really, that yeah, that yeah. one game would have had me in the same boat where I would have then made back more in week two than we lost week one and put me positive barely on the season. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I've said this before. I'm not sure if people catch this. I, since I'm picking every single game at one book, my goal for college football is just to be profitable. Like it's it's not like, and I know that if you're watching this at home and you're like, I would do better. That's great. You don't have to bet every single game. I, you probably right. shouldn't, right? Like that's the whole yeah. point. But again, I'm out here like it's kind of a challenge. Like the challenge is make a pick on every game and see if you can wait. I had only one book. You should shop around and that should help you out too. So yeah. you, it, it, the reason I do this is I always say you should be able to do better than I do. So my goal is profitability. I almost got back to that. that we'll yeah. talk about the Baylor game soon enough. Uh, but otherwise, like I said, just, it was still it was still a really great week uh, weekend of, of college football. A lot of really good games. I mean. I, t- I mean, I was sitting there with that Bama-Texas game, and I was like, man, I, I, I set this up the whole time. I was like, what happens if Texas wins? And y'all were all like, oh, I'm never going to win. Yeah. I was like, Texas I, – I feel like, look, I, I feel like there are all the haters out there. I'm the only – and I know there are some of you out there who, who are nodding along with me, but the people who commented, people who tweeted at me, and people – everybody. I don't think a single person was like, yeah, Texas might hang in there. Everyone was like, no, they're going to lose by a billion. Even my dad, a long horror alum, yeah. He, yeah. he texted was, me that morning. I was one of those people too. You were, you were. My yeah. dad texts me. He's like, he sees my tweet where I'm like, where I put a second unit on Texas. I'm like, look, if Texas is a top 25 team, and he's like, they're not a top 25 team. I'm like, well, <laughs> you're a little pessimistic on your team, and he's like, yeah, yeah but they can't tackle. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. not like he was he was wrong. I mean, there there are concerns about Texas, obviously, and I was like, but they had enough talent. They, they had a great game plan, and I think we're all sitting here wondering what would have been if if Ewers had yep. been hurt. I, yep. I, I yep. mean, they they looked they looked good. Um, you feel like they. They maybe pull it out. If nothing else, they, they still hang in there. Still a fantastic game. But you think they might pull it out with him in there, you know? 
Yeah. And, and I think the good news is, is that kind of, I think the optimism is he, so yours is going to be out for a couple of weeks, but the optimism is that he can be back uh, before the so game against Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. and if that's is, obviously the big one. Yeah. And, and if so, I think that's going to be a great game. Yeah. But I think, I think you saw what, when, you know, we talked about in the, in the season preview and Jake had asked about it last week about how I feel about Baylor as a Baylor fan, their chance for the big 12. And I've said, well, obviously Oklahoma is still a good team. And you saw what Oklahoma could do basically sleptwalk through the first half and then just turn on the gas. And we're like, and we're like, Oh yeah, they're still kind of good. And you saw with Texas yeah. again, Texas team that, you know, they got a lot of talent and, and that's always concerning. Uh, Oklahoma state didn't look great, but still took care of business. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yep. you got a lot of good, good teams in the big 12. So a lot of good, a lot of good football there. Uh, We'll stop talking about last week. We got a lot to talk about. I, I, yeah. I, I really like a lot of the games tonight so, that we're talking about here tonight uh, for this week. So I'm yeah, excited. I've, yeah, everybody go back, cut this part where we're saying that we love all these games. And if this right. week goes terribly, come back and listen to this and see how confident we were at one point. Right, right. Yeah, it, we, that was what I needed to do. Well, I hate this slate. You know, whatever. That way. Yeah. Like, we, we've got both recorded. We can, we can do it to everyone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, before we get to the games, though, some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you're on Please consider subscribing or following. It's free and the only way, assuming you turn notifications on, to ensure you don't miss any of the college football, MLB, or college basketball content that this channel provides. Also, a reminder, we've started that Patreon page for those of you looking to support the show. Membership starts at just $3 per month. Benefits include things such as exclusive access to the play of the day, our Discord group, both ad-free and early access to the shows, and early access to projected spreads. All right, well, let's get to the games. Lines courtesy of Bet Online. The sign up link is in the show's description if you want to play along with the same lines we've got. And current as of the time of this recording, it is late Sunday night. Uh, we're gonna start off with that Baylor game. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to talk too much about it. Uh, I'll, I'll say a couple things. Uh, first off, some of the game plan was a little confusing that Baylor utilized. I expect them to open it up a little bit more, like they did the previous week against Albany, especially with a quarterback that could throw. And obviously, that was Albany. To be fair, Albany might be better than Texas State. I mean, that's <laughs> on the table. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> probably not, probably not. But uh, Texas State, not a good team. So I kind of expect more to see, uh, of that sort of game plan. But the biggest problem with that game, and this is where we always talk about good and bad variants, and it was a great week, but I, I was thinking about this, uh, you know, I always say good and bad variants will occur. I feel like bad variants, that, that was the definition of that game. A, the model says it should be like a dead pickle. And it's tied at the end of regulation and first overtime. I think I nailed, yeah. I think the model nailed dead pick them, right? They'll show an yeah, error of six yeah. points, but I'm like, no, that's an error of zero. <laughs> that nailed exactly. it. But then second off, BYU has two kicks that if either one of them makes, BYU wins by three and we win the bet. And mm -hmm. it's crazy to me that I lost an A grade play because the other team wasn't good enough. I'm like, how does that yeah. happen? You usually lose when yeah. your own team isn't good enough or the yeah. other team is, but I lost yeah. And both of them were makeable field goals and he just shanked them both. So uh, yeah, a wild game, a great game. Uh, I'm very sleep deprived now. If I'm talking fast, it's because <laughs> I've been drinking too much coffee to stay because <laughs> I was yeah. up so late watching that game, but yeah. it was a great game. It, it didn't go the way we hoped in the, second overtime, but I think we nailed the handicap, especially nailed getting three and a half. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the way sports gambling goes, but I'm walking in 31 with Baylor, my, Baylor minus 31 here. 
it's a B grade play for me. It's not going to go any higher than that because I don't want to have too much invested in this game at the spread. I'm locking in 31 simply because 31 is a possible landing point. So we have push protection. My theory that holds not always, but most of the time is that numbers move towards the model and favorites get more money. And so if yeah. either or both of those hold true, this number is going to get bigger. That doesn't mean it will. That's just, I think it's more likely than not. The model on this one says it should be Baylor minus 34. So it's not that I love 31. I don't. That's why it's only a B grade. I just want to lock in 31. Maybe it goes down and that'd be even yeah. better. But I, it's really, I just don't want this to keep going up and, and get 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 a worse number later. So I'm going to lock in Baylor minus 31. Again, model says 34. Texas State isn't very good at no. all. No. Um, Baylor might be a little pissed off. And again, hopefully it opens it up. And hopefully the game plan is let shape and throw a little bit because he's going to have to throw in conference because they saw against BYU that they moved the ball a little bit, but they really only moved the ball better for the most part when he threw the ball and they've got to get him more comfortable throwing. So yep. not that Texas state is the best opponent in the world, but you got to do it. So yep. I think they're going to throw more of the throwing more relates to quicker scores. Uh, I, I think Baylor wins this one in a routes. Uh, so I'm like the 31 would be great pick cousin Jerry. What do you got for us on this one? And viewer, if you're wondering, do you get your money's worth with access to our Discord channel or server? And the answer is yes, because I am getting alerts at 1.30 in the morning, our time, about this this Baylor and BYU game and the uh, Mississippi State and, and Arizona game that was still going on. So, yes, you definitely do get your money's worth. No matter what time of day, uh, there is definitely something going on there. Uh, yeah. That is for sure. Uh, I have nothing to say about this game. Uh, yeah. Congratulations, Texas State. Uh, you beat FIU, who is hot on the heels of Hawaii and UMass as the worst ooh, team ooh. In, in FBS. <laughs> Um, UMass, Hawaii, and FIU may have a race towards the bottom yeah, uh, of, yeah, the, of think, the standings this year. I mean, I think so. I think those three are are those three are 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 the cream of the crop. What's the bottom? The the yeah. anchor of the ocean? Yes, something something like <laughs> I that. I think those three are differentiating themselves as the bottom three. Yeah, yeah, and like New Mexico State is down there, but like I've been not like New Mexico State has seemed better this year. I had like so I had bad, well, hold but on, better. Hold on. Yeah, there's so much to talk about this last week. I had what turned out to be an A-grade play after adding two more units in Mexico State at 17 and a half. The whole week I talked about it on Discord. I was like, I can't wait for New Mexico State to get to 17. I, I, I'm going to yeah. hate doing it, but I'm going to have to do it because I just have to trust the math yeah. on this one. A-grade play in New Mexico State won handily. They lost by seven. They were driving at the yeah. end to tie yeah. that game up. I mean, like yeah. I, I've been saying this from the start. Like New Mexico State, not good, but like not basement like they were before. Yeah, yeah. And see, people, this is the only place that you get the analysis of the bottom four teams of SB, FBS as constantly as you get with this show. So, okay, let's be done with this one. Let's move on to the next yeah, one. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> speaking of bad football, uh, also at noon Eastern, Western Kentucky at Indiana. Uh, Indiana, like, I swear there was a couple years there where Indiana got good, and that was fun. And then now Indiana, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then now Indiana is kind of back to middle of the road. Uh, model ranks them 80th. Model ranks Western Kentucky 73rd. Neither one of these teams great, but six and a half, mm. I think is way too many points here. Yeah. Model says this should be a pick Um I, I might make Indiana a slight favorite, but I wouldn't go more than three if I was setting this line. So six and a half seems like way too much. I'm giving this a B grade. This is a huge edge. I will add a third unit to this pick later, unless something crazy happens. Like if I wake up tomorrow or wake up one day and all of a sudden it's like IU minus two, that's a different story. But assuming the line doesn't move like crazy, I will add a third unit to this. I'm just only putting two at six and a half in case it gets to seven. I can add a third unit at seven, but even if it gets to six, I'd still put a third unit at six. I'm just kind of seeing what happens with this movement. 
I don't know why the line's as high anyway, but it is. So yeah. I love Western Kentucky. You just got to figure out how to play it. I'm going to put down two units here at plus six and a half and then add another one later. We'll see what happens with the number. Cousin Jed, what do you think? This is going to be a classic case of me overthinking things. The model says that this is an A play. You, you viewers should probably yeah. take this. Um, my thing, though, is that um, Indiana didn't cover a game last year, but they still managed to to beat Western Kentucky. And I think this Indiana – okay, I think this Indiana team is better than they were last year. That's not saying much, but I think right. this team may be a little bit better than they were last year. And I can almost like by all accounts guarantee you this Western Kentucky team is not right. as good as they were last year. So this number just scares me. Maybe during the course of the week, I talk myself into a play on Western Kentucky here. I agree. Like when the model sees something and it feels this strongly about something, it's probably something that you should go with. But I just like with my logic, I just can't quite get there yet. Asterisk in injuries aside, right? That's the one. Yeah, course, the one yeah, caveat. You have to look at the, the number, and, and yeah, we'll talk about throughout throughout the week about a couple of key key injuries. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, yeah, a huge edge here on Western Kentucky. Like I said, a great play. Yeah. I'm going to put a third unit on at some point. I'm just maybe it gets to seven. I don't know. I don't know why it's out here as it is. But yeah, even if even if that third unit's at a lower number, I still think getting three or four is still a, a fantastic play on Western Kentucky here. I don't think either team's very good. I think it's a tight game. I mean, I guess Indiana wins by a field goal, but I mean, Western Kentucky can win by a field goal and either way we win, right? Yep, exactly. Uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, Rutgers at Temple. Uh, Not a great game, obviously, in terms of watching it, but I think Rutgers is very mediocre, decent team. Mm -hmm. And I think Temple's really bad. I don't really know if there's much explanation or much to talk about other than Temple's really bad. Mm -hmm. And I think Rutgers can kick the crap out of Temple. Didn't we play this game last year and Rutgers won by like 40, if I'm remembering correctly? I think it was more than 40. I want to say it was like maybe like 52. They went like 63 to 7. It was some ridiculous score. Like how did Rutgers score that many points? Yeah, yeah. And I don't think that'll happen here this year again, but I I just think they're in a different class. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm locking in a a B-grade pick on Rutgers here. Model says this should be 20. It's kind of that same theory. My hunch is this goes up because, again, favorites tend to get bet up more times than not, and the number tends to go towards where the model projects it to be. So I'm going to lock a B-grade pick on here at 17 just because I don't think it gets to 16 and a half or if it does my hunch is it's only for like a blink of an eye and i'd rather get 17 than 17 and a half or 18 18's obviously a, a possible landing spot for the final score as well mm-hmm. as is of course 2021 20, those things like that but at 17 you get the push protection on a, on a fairly likely outcome so I'm, I'm gonna lock it in here earlier in the week rather than later uh there's some of the numbers that you might see that i'm looking at i'm, just, I'm waiting till later but this one i think just locking the 17 because i just think it gets worse throughout the week and i think records decide to be on here uh because it's your total of 44 and a half your kind of game huh yeah so uh, actually i want i want to talk i want to talk to you about this one All um right. so let's let's recall that i had the under in the temple duke game uh week one hit mm-hmm. easily mm-hmm. and I, I told you that temple's offense was really bad it was duke's mm-hmm. first fbs shutout since the late 1980s um <laughs> How many points do you think Temple scores in this game? I I mean Rutgers defense is competent. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean it's better than Duke's defense for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it, it's. I mean it's not you know Clemson or, or Georgia or whatever, right? But I mean it's yeah. it's solid defense. Uh, golly, it, it whatever it is, I probably would take the Temple team total under because like. My first yeah. thought was three, and I was like, no, that's silly. Like, statistically yeah. speaking, it's it's more likely that it's higher than that. But 
I mean, it's hard to see him getting to double digits, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's can, really can you hard see to see seven, seven or nine or maybe 10, but like yeah. 10 seems like the max, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and we talk about key numbers all the time, um, but the second most key number behind 55 45. for totals is 44, actually. 44. 44. Okay. So do I want to take the under 44 and a half in this game? Uh, yes, I think you do. Uh, <laughs> But uh, but it's where I'm. What I also thought you also already mentioned is the Temple team total. Like I know we're kind of getting yeah. really specific here, but like I, yeah. I don't see how they score double digits. I can't yeah. do the math in my head. But uh, what twenty two? Like you're telling me they're going to score like thirteen points? Like I yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Um, viewer, check back with me later in the week. I may be crazy and playing under forty four and a half number, but I'm like I just don't see how Temple scores. I think I'd feel more comfortable playing the Temple team total under than I would the game under because. Again, Rutgers somehow scored either 50-something or 60-something points against Temple last season. How, I have no earthly clue. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, but uh, I feel if like... If I remember correctly, that one that game ha- uh, was a lot of turnovers and a lot of like really short field position, and that's why Rutgers won so handily. I think they got like yeah. five touchdowns of drives of like 30 yards or less or something. Yeah, and they, they, they went and played Syracuse the next week, and I think... Anyway, sorry, we're getting way off track here. Um, yeah, I think I feel more comfortable with the Temple team total under, so I'm probably going to wait and hold on that. But if you viewer wanted to pull, pull the trigger on the under 44 and a half, you have my full endorsement on that. Yeah, I agree. I, I think under 44 and a half is fine. I don't see Rutgers doing that last year. Like I said, I'm pretty sure that was a lot of just luck with regards to the turnovers. And, and that can happen in any game, but yeah. you don't necessarily say like, it's not really predictive to do it in the same game the next year. It can, right? right. Um, yeah, the implied team total would be about 13 and a half. And I'm like, yeah, I, w- I would go under 13 and a half and say, I would dare Temple basically to score yeah. two touchdowns. Like, yep. I don't yep. think they can do it. So me either. Yeah, I, I, we kind of both think you're on the same spot here. The Rutgers should win handily. So I'm, I'm laying the 17 with the B group picking because Jared's thinking about some unders for that one, one way or the other. Uh, Old Dominion at Virginia, 2 p.m. Eastern. So Old, Old Dominion's not great, obviously. No. I mean, they're okay. Um, no. Virginia, like, what happened? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I tell like, what happened? I mean, yeah. Illinois, Illinois got a good defense, but like when I, I there were so many games on, I didn't, I didn't see a single play of that game. But I really expected to look back at the box room and be like, yeah, Armstrong got hurt in the second quarter. Yeah, like, or he did not. Like, all the receivers did. Yeah, yeah, they did not. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. It, it was it was completely <laughs> befuddling. I, I don't know how you turn one of the most efficient and most effective offenses passing the ball. You know, like I, I don't want to say in the history of college football, but I mean it was like a top five in pass yeah, efficiency yeah. last year. It's very yeah. very good, and yeah. just turn into a bunch of mush. I mean it was yeah. bad bad bad. I'm it, clearly Clemson still has their issues. Um, on offense, but you wonder now after seeing Tony Elliott, what he's done at Virginia in this game is kind of like, maybe some of the ideas were going stale. Some of the concepts are going stale, something like that. I know I'm kind of taking a, a big leap here after just one game, but that was just really, really bad. I mean, they put up 42 points on this Illinois team last year. Uh, that was yeah. at home. Um, you know, Illinois defense. And, and that was, and that was before yeah, Illinois defense got much better as the season went on. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, I, I, yeah, it was just not good at all. And, and the other thing is, is that you might look and say, well, Virginia only gave up 24 points, which for Virginia after last season would be good. But Except Illinois, for the fact that Illinois not, doesn't have a good offense. <laughs> Illinois doesn't have a good offense. And Illinois did not even try to score in the second half. They were just like running clock. Yeah, because they, yeah, they were up 24-3 to three in 
but like yes. halftime basically weren't they yes yes they were and yeah. so they weren't trying yeah. to score at all so i would i would i would tell you viewer don't think that this means that virginia has a slightly better defense because i mm-hmm. wouldn't necessarily say that's the case I also feel like we just saw this game a couple of weeks ago with Virginia Tech and Old Dominion. And, and Old Dominion, you know, obviously they won that game, but they they hung in there, kept it very tight. I have not seen anything from Virginia this season that would make me think that Old Dominion won't be able to keep this game close. So I'm going to be taking the 11 points here. I'm shocked that we're getting 11. You know, if you yeah, told me this was like 10 or nine and a half, I would have said, okay, maybe you could talk me into that. But 11, I, I think this is too many points. So I, I'm taking Old Dominion. Yeah, I'm taking the 11 too. It's an A grade play. We get minus 105 odds to boot. Uh, Model says it should be eight. I'm like, if if you put this at seven and a half, seven and a half A, I would just be like, eh, like Virginia's at home. They're they're better, I guess, but not by a lot. You know, not by enough to really make you feel comfortable. But yeah, getting uh, the push protection on 11, uh, knowing that we win at at 10, uh, way too many points. Yeah, I'm with you uh, with Old Dominican A grade play for me there, plus 11. Uh, 2.30 Eastern, California at Notre Dame. Uh, I feel like I, I feel like I'm playing uh, a fun game with Notre Dame. And if I win to Notre mm-hmm. Dame, I mean, they're going to like skyrocket up my power rankings for personal favorite because I, I yeah. backed Notre Dame in week one with an A-grade play. It was I think it was B on the show, and I added a unit to it as the number mm-hmm. changed throughout the week. So you can you know, check Twitter and check the sheet for that stuff. But I, I like mm-hmm. Notre Dame at that big number. I was like, I think they can hang in there against Ohio State. Not that they're good, but you know, they can keep it interesting. Yeah. And it was just too many points. Yeah. And then last week I was all over Marshall. Uh, didn't think they'd yeah. win, but I thought there was way yeah. too many points. I had an A-grade play on Marshall. I'm going A-grade play on Notre Dame. I'm going back wow. the other way. Wow. I mean, I, I feel like this is the equivalent of, you know, you're hot at the craps table. And I'm just like, let's just, I'm rolling with it, baby. Uh, yeah. Ten and a half is not enough points here. Notre Dame has issues, but they're a lot better than California. Like California is mm. not a good football team traveling across the country uh, earlier time, uh, body mm. clock time, you know, all that nonsense. It, it's kind of, it's kind of real. It's not, it's not, I mean, we, we joke about it, but like it's an early game for them. I don't see how California scores that many points. Mm-hmm. Again, Notre Dame obviously has some issues, but 10 and a half is way too low. It's an A grade play for me. The model says this should be Notre Dame minus 19. 19 might be a little bit high. I might say, I might probably put it, I put it up 17 myself. Mm-hmm. Um, Notre Dame is still decent. They still are talented and they're still a competent football team. And I'm just not sure we can say that about California with regards to power five standards, which is what we're talking about here. Right. Group of five standards. California is a solid team, but they're still, yeah. California is still worse than like 20 group of five teams. You know, right. they're just, they're still like a middle of the pack group of five. They're not obviously embarrassing, but they're not great. And we're talking right. about power five standards. Like Notre Dame's just a much better team. I think they're going to come out hungry. Oh, and two, um, you do have the whole, what if they get down early? Will the crowd blah, blah, blah. But like, mm-hmm. I don't think California can score that many points. I don't really see that happening. Yeah. Obviously the big concern, if Notre Dame goes scoreless for the first quarter, right. And that sort of thing. But I just think they're going to come out ready to play. And again, I just think they're a much better team than California. It's all about the price here. The price was, it's zigzagging. It was, it was valued. And I think people overreacted. That's why there are too many people overreacted to that Ohio state game. It was like, Oh, Notre Dame's good. And I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if they're that good. Yeah. Talked about it last week. It was a bad, it was a bad spot for Notre Dame. Yeah. That's the thing you have to handicap here. And I don't want to take us off the rails too much here. We talk about with baseball being a player based model. You kind of can mostly just trust it. and It'll do pretty well. Cause it's, it's taking so much information into account. 
In college football model, we do have to do a little bit more handicapping than that. We can't just blindly trust it. But, I mean, we talk about the spots mattering. It was a really bad spot for Notre Dame coming off of Ohio State, thinking they were going to win that game. They thought they were just going to walk out on the field and beat Marshall. And they got proven otherwise. This should be the most focused week of practice they have. I think they come out strong. Yeah. I think they kick California all the way back across <laughs> yeah. the country. I think yeah. I think they win this one handily. Angry play for me on the Fighting Irish. Uh, let's see if let's see if our our, our luck can continue with them because I've been pretty lucky yeah. personally. Yeah, yeah, man. This game, I feel like we've seen this. So we talked about last week how we've seen this story with Notre Dame every season. You know that that first. Yep you know, lazy home game after a big game. They've yep. either won or lost. We talked exactly about it. Yep. I, I feel like I've seen this exact game from Cal like twice a year, like every year since Justin <laughs> Wilcox has been there, where they're like a 10-point underdog to somebody, and you're like, they have no chance, and somehow they ugly the game up, and they either win or they they lose a really close game. So – and. and after what I saw from Notre Dame last week, like you see the total on this game, like it's so it would be 43. Yeah, I'm not. So I'm not going to go with the, the model here because I don't have a good feeling about Notre Dame. And that's just to me, that's a lot of points to lay in a game with a to, with a total this yeah. this low. Um, and, but on the same side, on the flip side of like with Cal, like I also have eyes. Like, yeah. I, like I don't they feel. Can't score. Yeah, they, they can't score. Like their defense is going to have to carry them all the way because their offense isn't going to be able to do anything. Um, and and so this just feels like a, a stay away f- for me. Like if this total got to forty five, it's not going to get to forty five. But if it did, then it's like okay, you know, I can convince myself uh, into an under there. But like the thing with the total is that you mentioned the talent that Notre Dame has. And if they did put it together, even, you know, by whatever put together is for their offensive standards this season, like even they could, yeah. yeah, they could score 38 points or something. And then this, this total would be done. Um, so I'm, I'm staying away from this game. I just feel like I've seen the story one too many times with, with Cal that, that I'm not going to, you know, uh, I'm not going to lay the points in the, in this situation. Yeah. And, and I, I would agree with you if this was the last week's game, if this was coming off Ohio state, Cal right. coming, it, yeah. I would I would say the same thing. I'd be like, oh, yeah. like this is a bad spot. This is the type of yeah. game that if you don't prep for Cal and that defense, you're going to get embarrassed offensively. I just think we saw it last week. And right. you saw with Notre Dame what the problem was, of course. Their offense got a little stagnant for sure, but it was also turnovers. And yeah. you, I mean, what do you think they're going to focus on all week is don't turn the ball over, right? So, I mean, yeah. I, I just yeah. I feel like they're I feel like Cal does that when they sneak up on somebody. Mm-hmm. And after last week, nobody yeah. should be sneaking up on Notre Dame. Like if they nope. do, then then we, we already need to go ahead and do a new coaching search because yeah. he ought to have them focused after that. And and yeah. again, it's a tough spot. I'm not blaming him for anything. We'll see if he's a good coach or not. I'm, who knows, right? But yeah, that was a, it. Was understandable to struggle in that game. It was a bad spot. Every team has them, but yeah. they ought to they ought to have a good week of practice and come out. And Cal shouldn't sneak up on them. And if mm-hmm. and if they, they show up and play, show up and play, Notre Dame should win that one handily. Yep. Uh, 3 o'clock Eastern, North Texas at UNLV. UNLV, we talked about them before, right? They're, they're not as bad as they used to be. Nope. Uh, North Texas, not. North Texas, not as bad as they used to be, but maybe not quite as good as we hoped they would be after that stretch last year. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really know what to make of either one of these teams. What I will say is the model says it should be a pick. So we're getting two and a half points with, with North Texas. I'm going to grab the two and a half points at minus 105. I'd rather have three. I'd also probably rather have money line. A lot of money lines aren't out yet, but I might just recommend going with the money line, but I'm just going to take the two and a half. We see a lot of line movements early in the week. And this is one that I don't, as much as I, as much as UNLV is better than they used to be, I still feel like we all kind of agree that North Texas is still a better team. 
And yep. that should balance out with home field, which isn't really much of a home field advantage. They don't tend to have a lot of fans show up. Uh, obviously, the locals show up and support you know, the Golden Knights. But historically speaking, they have not really supported uh, the running Rebels here. And so I, I don't see it being much of a home field. And I think North Texas is a little bit better team. So I just wouldn't be surprised if in seven hours or, or 17 or 27 hours, this is much closer to a pick. So I'm just going to grab the two and a half. And then if it gets wonky, we've got some points in our back pocket, but Moneyland also makes a little bit of sense here. As long as you're getting plus odds, it's a coin yep. toss type game. I don't think either team's that good, but uh, should be interesting football. At least uh, maybe one yeah. of these teams, you know, separates themselves and, and gets to a bowl. Uh, maybe neither do. I, I think neither getting there, of course, is on the table. Uh, Cousin Jared, what's your angle for us on this game? So when when we are when I was originally looking at this, the the total was fifty nine. It's come down to fifty eight and a half. Um, so I, I liked it a little bit more at fifty nine, but I'm still feel good about going the under fifty eight and a half in this spot. Um, you mentioned that UNLV is better, and UL, UNLV's offense, I believe, is improved. But I just go back to you know the the big talk that we had about North Texas for the UTEP game earlier this season, and how that defense has really just played lights out the beginning, uh, the end of last season, and in that first game against UTEP. I'm gonna give them a pass with the SMU game. I, to, to me, I felt like that game said more about SMU maybe than completely it did. agree. Uh, I, I'm I'm really high on SMU. Yeah, so I think that said more about SMU than it did about about North Texas. So when I originally saw this number at 59, uh, 59 is a, a fairly key number, but 58 is an even more key number. When I was thinking this game through, do I see this game being like 41 to 21? And and I think the answer is no. Like I would be shocked if this game got into the 60s. And so, you know, when it was at 59, I, I felt really good about it. At 58 and a half, you know, I still feel pretty dang good about it. So I'm going to go under 58 and a half here. I just think that the North Texas defense is, is pretty solid. And I don't think their offense runs in a manner that they're just going to be able to put up, you know, 45 points on, on UNLV. That's just not really how they've run their offense the past year or so. So uh, I'm under the 50, I'm under the 58 and a half here and I, I feel pretty good about it. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to take us one step deeper here. Team total is not out yet. Won't be out till mm-hmm. later in the week. So who knows where they will be, but right now the implication would be 31-28. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. We haven't talked about this. Put you on the spot. 31 for UNLV, 28 for North, North Texas. Which team total under do you like more? UNLV. Definitely. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, which goes back to, again, why is UNLV favorite? I was like, I, as yeah. I was saying that, I was like trying to laugh. I was like, UNLV, 31, like against the North yeah. Texas defense that I, I still think is competent. I, I'm with you. Like, yeah, obviously that SMU game wasn't great, but SMU's offense is a whole lot better than UNLV's. Of course, exactly. put a lot of points. I, I, obviously, like, it's not a straight comparison, but 31 yeah. for UNLV was like, yeah, we seems really, like, we really, seem, yeah, it seems like a lot. Yeah. Uh, 3.30 Eastern kickoff, Penn State at Auburn. Uh, a rematch from last year. I think this one was a pretty good game last year, if I recall. Yep. Is that, am I crazy? Yeah. Okay. No, I was, was thinking, I, was yeah. like, I was thinking it was a night game. It was a good game. Uh, model has Penn State ranked 12th and Auburn ranked 36th. Uh, I faded Auburn last week with San Jose State. Um, added a unit to it as the price went up. I, I could say this for like, 15 games last week. I'm just going to say it right here once, and I'm, I'm going to try not to say it again. Remember, people, half of all line movements are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and there were a lot of lo- wrong line movements. And that's why I said follow us on Twitter yeah. on the sheet because I was keeping an eye on that, and I was just jumping on these wrong line movements. And that was one of them because people were backing Auburn, and it was like, 
This is people were backing Nebraska, right? Really yeah. dumb people. Like a lot of line movements are really wrong. That's why we shouldn't get caught up in closing line value. We should we should be trying to shop around, find the best price. But just because the line moves one over the other doesn't really tell us. It doesn't mean we're smart, right? It, right. Right. People act like that's your measure of success. I'm like, no, it's not really your measure of success. It's smart if you know where the line's going to go and you say, hey, I know where it's going. Wait and play it at a different number. That's pretty smart. But otherwise, right. um, anyway, the point being. Auburn, not very good, um, struggled mightily in that game. And a little bit of yeah. a look-ahead spot maybe, right? I mean, uh, maybe not wanting to show all the plays, right? So I give Auburn right. a little bit of a pass. But I still think Penn State's a much better team than Auburn. Uh, minus three seems way too short. I'm grabbing the, the minus three. It's minus 106 odds right now. It's an A-grade play. Uh, for me, model says it should be four. It's a 4% edge, from three to four at these odds. That's why three and four are the are two of the biggest key numbers in college football. Uh, for a tight game, three is obviously the, the biggest number. So laying three here is a much bigger edge given that the model says four than you might think otherwise. Uh, I feel like it should be four. We'll see if it gets there. Uh, I love three, obviously love two and a half if it gets down there, but I'm happy. I'm very happy with three. If it gets a two and a half, I won't care that I'm, I'm still happy with my three. So I'm gonna lay the three yeah. at Penn State. Because uh, Jordan, what do you think? Yeah, I am also laying the three points with with Penn State. I, I think a, a couple of things here. Number one, I like that Penn State's already been on the road against Purdue and kind of faced mm-hmm. a, a tough environment, a, a mm-hmm. pretty good team that, that they played and came out and won that game. Uh, the other thing is, is like I just know too much about the Auburn quarterback situation, and in <laughs> that situation is I don't think either either guy is very very great, uh, and Finley hasn't been anything to write home about this this season. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a huge fan of the Penn State quarterback either. Their offense seemingly is always just fits and, and starts. But for, for all of the, the grief I give them for being inconsistent, I mean, this was the, the team that lost to Illinois in nine overtimes last season. Uh, oh, I, gosh. I was trying to wipe that from my brain. <laughs> yeah, no, no. That was, that, was, that was the best thing that happened that weekend, if you recall. Anyway. Uh, so it was, some, it was a thing that happened. That it, was, it was a thing that happened. Um, so, again, I'm laying the points with Penn State. I think even though their offense uh, has fits and starts, I think that they have proven over time that they usually come up with enough big plays to, to come out and win a game. And I just don't have any faith in, in that Auburn um, offense to, to put up very many points. And, and so especially that we're only so we're only laying three points here and you've got the minus 106 odds, which I, I can't believe I don't know like minus 106. Like why is it minus 106? Um so that makes me like it even more. <laughs> and and this this total feels about right. I don't think there's gonna be very many points in this game at all. Okay, so last week model said Kentucky, Florida, pick them. Mm-hmm. I grabbed Kentucky five and a half and I was like, love it. Don't care if it gets a six. Don't need it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got the six. You were waiting. You grabbed a six. And I was like, yep. cool. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Still yeah. love Kentucky. You yeah. also loved the under. Mm-hmm. You took Kentucky. You took the under. You got a double winner there. It was a nice job on you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I, I I feel like two or three games a week, you start talking. I start. Th- I think I we don't talk about these games. Watcher, if you were a listener, we don't talk about mm-hmm. this before. We don't talk about any of these games. Uh, but I kind of have my own thoughts kind of going through my head. I hear you talking and I'm starting to think, I think this is a good under for cousin Jared to jump on right here. So I'm going to ask you what your buy point is for the under, because I feel like this is a good opportunity for you to double up. Yeah. Like you did on Kentucky. I'm thinking 48 and a half. If it gets to 48 and a half, I feel like you got to pull the trigger on the under because Auburn, yeah. like you said, that situation against a really good Penn state defense, but you can yeah. never really trust Penn state to score that much either on the road. I think Penn state wins, but this feels like a, 
like a 17 to 11 kind of ugly game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like a yeah. Big, and the Big Ten scored a lot of points this last week. I saw a stat about, you know, first time ever six teams scored 50 points or some something like that. Uh, but this feels like that old school Big Ten November snow kind of ugly game, right? Yes, it, it does. It does feel like an ugly game. So what I will say is I, I will take your, your comments into consideration here. Um, what I would also say is that we may have a game that we're talking about uh, here in a couple of plays that is also on that list of candidates to, to okay. have a, a play on both the side and the total. So this one will be added to the list. It, it will be scrutinized. Uh, and then we've got another one that we're going to talk about here coming up pretty soon that, that mm-hmm. may fall into that category as well. All right, uh, 3.30 Eastern, BYU at Oregon. Of note, BYU's uh, two top receivers did not play against Baylor. Uh, it, it mattered a little bit. Uh, didn't matter a little bit. I mean, they still moved the ball decently well. Um, with those guys in, maybe they win by a field goal and, and regulation or whatever. Who knows? Um, I, I kind of think those guys are likely to play this week. Just the fact that it was so last minute that they were out, you know, it was late, or later in the week. Odds are, odds are, I think one of them at least plays to go with uh, the one guy who already had over 100 yards himself. Probably gives BYU offense a little bit of a boost. But either way, BYU still a solid team. We talked about the biggest problem with BYU is their schedule is brutal, week mm-hmm. in and week yeah. out. Yeah. At some point, you do have to wonder how that's going to take a toll on them. Uh, emotional victory, you know, rushing the field, that sort of thing. Yeah. Who knows how that plays out? That, that's that's the only concern with this one, but. I still think getting four and a half points is way too much against Oregon here. I'm not sure how good Oregon is. The model has them just outside the top 25. These two teams feel about even, but I still think BYU is probably the better team. So it could be the better team getting four and a half points. Even if we do talk about what they came off of, the, the thing with BYU is that they, they, they being an independent, they kind of have this every year where it's like they do have a couple of easier games, but they do have a lot of big game than another big game and another big game. They're used to it. They're all like grown men. That's the whole thing about the unique right. part about BYU and, and and the Mormon faith and the mission work that they do. That affects them a little bit more. You know, they talk about on the broadcast. If you watch BYU game, you can't help but hear about how all these guys are married or whatever, and how that changes your perspective and all these things. It, it's different. And so I'm a little bit less worried about BYU coming off of a big game into another big game as I might be other teams. Yeah. yeah. There is a little bit of the physical wear playing over times, but I still think BYU is the better team. So give me four and a half points, a game that I think they can probably ugly it up just like they did against Baylor. Yeah. Just like they did against Baylor. Maybe they win by three. Maybe they lose by three. Maybe the, maybe the Oregon kicker doesn't miss an extra point. Yeah. Yeah. And now, now asterisk, of course, I don't want people, you know, BYU, they would have had a chance to go for two later. So maybe they get it and maybe they don't. But I mean, maybe Oregon kicker makes an extra point and, and, and Oregon wins by two or something. I don't know. I think it's a tight game. Four mm-hmm. and a half, just too many points. It's an angry play for me on the Cougars. Because, uh, Joe, what do you think? So what I would say is I, I feel like there are more from a defensive perspective perspective i think there's more similarities between baylor and oregon than most people would think um i I think that those those two defenses are fairly evenly matched i think they're both they're both pretty good um and so you know like you said byu was able to ugly that game up and and keep it close and and eventually won the thing is is i think about the the bo nicks experience and and i think baylor's offense could be very good but uh the way that they were kind of it seemed like not wanting to turn shape and loose in in that game uh I don't think you're going to have that problem with, with Oregon. I think that they're going to, you know, turn Bo Nix loose and kind of tell him to do his thing. The thing is, is it feels like BYU is not the team where the Bo Nix experience is going to work. 
because I, I was just about to say, I, I was gonna say, like, as you're saying this, I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, the Baylor coaches didn't turn shape and loose because they didn't want that sort of game to happen, right? So it yeah. sounds like that would be a bad way for Oregon to go because BYU is the type of defense that can capitalize on it, which is why I think the Baylor coaches were, I don't want to, I don't want to project that they were scared. They, they seemed yeah. like they were a little bit hesitant to let shape and, you know, get back there and do his thing. And there was yeah. a reason why, right? The BYU defense is good. Yeah, they're good and they're disciplined and all of those other things that we talk about with the BYU defense. And so I just don't see that working out very well for for um, Oregon. And and so I can't believe that we're getting four and a hook on this. I really like the the hook there. It's appealing to me. Um, so I'm going to take the four and a half points too. And like you said, maybe BYU doesn't win this game. Maybe a kicker makes a kick, which we haven't seen all season in any game. A kicker oh make gosh, any kick true. at all. That's true. And, and so maybe I shouldn't have any faith in that. But uh, you probably shouldn't. Take, yeah, I'm going to take the points with, with BYU, and I think they can. Get us a cover even if they lose the game yeah i agree we were talking about this on discord that those three late games there was a moment where at some point uh someone i think it was the last one was the fresno state kicker at the end missed an extra point i was like oh my goodness there are three late games and we've missed an extra point in all three of them like right kickers kickers yeah um (laughs) a 330 eastern kickoff mississippi at georgia tech this line is 14 and a half. The model says it should be 22. I mean, that's quite a mm. discrepancy. Mm-hmm. I would love 14. This game is a carbon copy of the Western Kentucky game. It is a massive mismatch here. If you want to just put all of the money that you're going to wager on Ole Miss now and do it, I don't think that's crazy. I'm going to hold off and just give it a couple of days and revisit it on our shows later in the week and see. You can remember, you know, we'll have those two other shows. We'll see if, if it if it gets to 14, I can put that other unit there. But if it goes to 15, 16, those are mostly not that key numbers. Yeah. I'll put the third unit on it there and I'll say, whatever, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, this number should go up. I think it's the case. I think it's a case just like last week we saw Mississippi State where it was eight and I was like, don't worry about a key number. Just take it now because it's going to go up. It mm. feels like the same sort of thing. So I'm going to put two of the three possible units that under my rules I'm allowed to wager on it right now. And again, if it goes to 14, great. But if not, I'm not really worried about it going up a, a point or two. Mississippi's just a much better team than Georgia Tech. I don't really think there's much more analysis than that. The model has Ole Miss. Um, ranked ninth and Georgia Tech 94th. I mean, that's mm-hmm. like kind of a lot of teams in between them. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, it is. I, I, I think Mississippi's offense a little bit better than Clemson's. I, I don't think yeah. they will have the same trouble scoring because Clemson, you saw it last week as well. Like Clemson yeah. may still be a little bit stuck in the mud offensively, right? I think Mississippi's yeah. going to score at will in this game. Obviously, Clemson's defense is better than Ole Miss. So, I mean, Georgia Tech should have a little bit easier of a time scoring, but. I think Mississippi just names their score on this one. I think they run away with it. I don't mind laying 14 and a half. Like I said, model says it should be 22. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know why it's not higher. Um, yeah. Because Jared, what do yeah. you think? So, see, you you may have an easier time selling me on Miss, Miss Ole Miss in this game if I hadn't played the over in uh, Ole Miss's <laughs> first game of the season against right, Troy right. and just sat there and just kept waiting and kept waiting yeah. and kept waiting. And they didn't really get anything going offensively. I think they played like Central Arkansas last week. So, you know, they put up 50 points. But yeah. I think Central Arkansas had three turnovers or something like that. So, yeah. hard, hard to kind of tell there. Um I'm like you. If this gets to 14, I'll probably jump on it. If it stays where it's at, it's like I don't know. I just don't. I don't feel good about what I've seen from Ole Miss's offense, even in that one game against Troy. Uh, I looked. 
I looked at the under here, but man, you're just not going to take an. You're not going to pay me to take an under in, a, in an Ole Miss game. Like I don't know what the circumstances would have to be. It, it the circumstances would probably have to be Lane Kiffin is not the coach there anymore right. uh, before right. I would feel comfortable taking the the under in, in an Ole Miss game. And we mentioned that you know DJ Durkin no longer there, um, new defense coordinator coming in. Defense could be just as good as it was last year, but I I would bet on some regression to, to the mean after that huge improvement they had last year. Right. Um, so no, no side that interests me right now. If this got to 14, I'd probably take a flyer on it just because, you know, like you said, such a huge model edge. One of those things where just listen to the model, uh, but 14 and a half, like you said, there's for me, there's no point. I can wait and get this at 15 and a half, 16. You know, there's no real difference between that and 14 yeah. and a half. So, right. Uh, of note, Mississippi plays Tulsa next week, Kentucky the following week. So if we are mm. in a, look ahead spot in a don't show all the toys spot. Yeah. It's probably next week at home against Tulsa might be a situation where they might come out a little bit flat on the road. If it feels like a, like a situation where if, you know, is Lane Kiffin a good coach? Honestly, I have no idea. We've seen like so many good things from him and so many bad things from him as a head coach. It's right. hard to say, if he's a good coach, you have to imagine he's talking to his guys all week about guys. If you sleepwalk on the road against a power five school, you might get upset. Obviously they shouldn't, right? Yeah. They should be able to walk, you know, roll the ball in the court type thing, you know, whatever those right. analogies are and just, and, and, right. and roll over to tech. But you have to imagine that he's telling them like on the road, don't take them light. And they yeah. go out and take care of business. And next week could be the one where against a, a group of five team at home with Kentucky the next week, they, that's where maybe, yeah, you know, maybe they, they, they fall asleep at the wheel a little bit. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to like the 14 and a half. Uh, like I said, I'm like, you yeah, 15 and a half, 16 and a half, whatever, all of them. Yeah. Model saying 22. I mean, I'm still laying it as long as, as long as the number starts with a one, obviously I'd like to be on the yeah. South side of 17 rather than the North side of it. Right. But, right. Um, hey, maybe we get a 14, maybe later in the week. Maybe we don't, I don't know. Like I yeah. said, it, it's an A grade play. Yeah. Uh, so stay tuned to see how the number moves what we do with it. Line moves wrong 50% of the time, people. So let's just, you know, take a lottery ticket here and hope it moves the wrong way. Exactly. Well, it's, just, it's like with the Georgia Southern one, right? Where it's the same yeah, sort of thing yeah. where it's like I grabbed all those points and it kept moving out. And I was like, I don't even know anymore. Like, right. what are we yeah. what are we doing here, people? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there were a lot of it's not just that it was a lot of them. Um, yeah. 4 p.m. Eastern Kansas at Houston. Uh, cousin Jared, he's been talking about this game. Yeah. For uh, you know years now, it seems like he's been excited about this one. Um, I we already know what side he's on. I think this is gonna be the first uh, you're, you're the first time that we're on opposite sides here because obviously you're you're hoping you're hoping for ten for yeah. Kansas, is yeah. it, you know. Yeah, and yeah. and 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 so if it gets to ten and you play at ten, it'll be the first time I feel like we're on opposite sides this season. It'll happen a few times every year. Here's here's my question. I'm laying the nine and a half with Houston. Model mm-hmm. says it should be eleven point seven, so eleven and a half or twelve. It should be on the bigger side of eleven. Obviously, 10 and 11 are, are two very possible landing spots here. Obviously, seven, six, seven, 13, 14 are higher probabilities, but 10 and 11 are still very likely. Uh, this is my question. Kansas is a lot better. We talked about this a lot, right? We talked about yeah. it at detail last week. We, we were on Kansas. Uh, Kansas got up higher, and I added a unit to Kansas as well. Uh, they pulled it off, right? I mean, kudos yeah. to them, right? Like, yeah. here's here's my question. My, my thought is like, this had that had to be the worst thing for you because you wanted to back Kansas here. We're hoping yes. for yeah. a big number and Kansas winning. You didn't get that. I'm with you. Had, yeah. had this number been 14, the fact that Kansas pulled the game off doesn't change really anything. Like we yeah. get 
attached to final scores and outcomes, but, but, but we're taking all of these intricate plays. And if you're trying to boil them down to win losses, you're doing it all wrong. I'm sorry. You're doing it all wrong because whether you win or lose should matter this much to everything else. Because think about a basketball game, right? If you win 105 to 104, one play made the difference if you won or lost. That shouldn't, you were about even. Why don't we just say you were about even and, and with our analysis, right? I know we have to have records and blah, right. blah, blah. Just from your analysis of it, say we're basically even. They were basically even with West Virginia, whether they won by three, lost by three, they won by 13 in overtime, which I literally Somehow. don't think I've, I don't think, <laughs> side note, because we're going to talk about this, side note, I don't think I've ever seen that before. The number of times I've laid like 10 and it gets to overtime and I'm like, okay. If they yeah. score first and then they get a pick six, but it's like it literally never happens. Never happens. And then the one time yeah. it happened, none of no one profited off it because nobody was yeah. laying 10 with Kansas. I mean, yeah, I, bonkers, bonkers. But anyway, yeah, whether they pull the game off in overtime or not, it doesn't really change anything. They were even with Western uh, West Virginia. Uh, obviously, I think we were all hoping to get Kansas like plus 14 and a half, right. but. It's nine and a half. You got to play the number that, you, that you're given. I, I think it's too low. I think it's an overreaction to Kansas. Kansas is definitely a lot better. My question for you, I want you to answer this, and then you can talk about the, the, your, your other play mm-hmm. on it. But mm-hmm. the model ranks Kansas 77th now. Do you think that's accurate, or do you think Kansas is actually better than that? Because at some point, that's to me how you grade this game and this line mm-hmm. is, you know, if you if you look at the teams around Kansas and you say, that's kind of probably where they are, that they're much improved, but they're still probably not better than the teams ranked in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Then I think you're laying nine and a half with Houston. If you look at that and you say, if you see the full list of teams and you say, I absolutely think this Kansas team might be up as good as those teams in the 60s, maybe even the 50s. Then I think you're saying, hey, give me double digits with Kansas. They can absolutely hang in this game. and might pull the upset, but 77 feels right for me. And it's not just that it's my model that I built that I'm saying that I'm just saying, They've been so bad, the improvement that they can make probably can only go so far because right. at some point there is a talent discrepancy. They're doing all the right things. That coach is fantastic. He's got a great track record. There's already talk about maybe him going to Nebraska. Oh, God. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So don't, don't go to Nebraska. Don't do that to yourself. Don't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so was, I'll, I'll end the rambling by just saying like, they are so much improved, so much better. But at some point there is a talent gap yeah. and i just don't know how much higher they can go 77 to me feels right if that feels right then this line should be more like 11 or 12 i'll lay the nine and a half with houston only a b grade pick though because i'm not convinced about kings i just that's kind of what i think so it's not like a grade i'm super confident it's like i just i think nine and a half is a good number here to lay with houston but yeah uh you know especially especially coming off you know last weekend for houston a little, little upset after that game i think it's a solid number to lay but it, I'm just not, it's not an A grade for me unless it's for some, for some reason down to seven. And I don't see that happening personally. No, that's, that's, that's not going to happen. Um, so I would say that I'm probably a little bit higher on Kansas than you, but maybe not a, a, a ton higher. Um, but I want to read some of the teams that are listed below Houston in the rankings. Currently. Okay. Or Houston's Houston's 44th, by the way, 44th, uh, 43rd. Um, 43rd. so yeah. So Oregon, Washington, Oregon state, West Virginia, which I, 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 you know, I, I jot some notes down every Sunday, but you know, at some point during the day, I'm, I'm not off West Virginia after these two games. Like I feel like they've had just like two crazy games. I'm, I'm not off West Virginia at, at this point, Fresno state, <laughs> Marshall and app state, like, okay, Marshall, maybe that's a little bit of a reach, but app state, like are you telling me that Houston's better than app state 
right now. Um, UTSA, like, I guess where I'm going with this is like, I feel like it's a combination for me that I'm a little bit higher mm-hmm. on Kansas than the model, but I also feel like I'm a little bit lower on okay. e- even coming into the season. I thought Houston was going to be a good team, but from what I have seen through two weeks of Houston, I've not been impressed at all. And I feel like I'm a little bit lower on Houston than, than what the model is. Um, okay. so, so you kind of already outlined it. Yes. If this gets to 10, I'm going to take Kansas. Uh, originally my rationale for that, the whole off season was that, man, this like, Big game UTSA to start the season. Big game Tech, and then you know, spot. They're going to overlook Kansas, just like we talked yes. about with previous games. It's like that at home, yeah. Yes, and so I I don't know if I can say they're going to overlook Kansas at this point, but the thing is, they played back to back overtime games, and at some point, it's going to take a little bit of wind out of yourselves. I know Kansas just played an overtime game, but that was their first game, of, or no, no, that but that was their first overtime game of the season. First a little FBS yeah. game. Yes, exactly. First FBS game of the season. I think that they're going to be a little bit fresher than, than Houston is coming off, off those back-to-back games. So I think that gives them an advantage. If this gets to 10, I'm going to be on Kansas. But I'm also going to be on the under 62 and a half. I, I, I was given grief for, for not taking the under with Houston last week, which clearly that game should have gone under. Like, yeah, yeah. Easily should have gone under. Yeah. Somehow they ended up yeah. hitting the over. for Houston ended up hitting the over for the second week in a row uh, just by going to overtime, multiple overtimes. Um, so I'm going to yeah. be on the under. Needed, under. needed every bit of it against Tech. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to go with the under here just because I, I don't have faith in Houston's offense right now. And Kansas had much more success on the ground than, than they did in the air through West Virginia. So I think them keeping the ball on the ground, they'll keep the clock running a little bit and then just let Houston kind of do what they've been doing on offense. And I think that combination will lead to a lower scoring game. So I'm officially on the under 62 and a half here. And if this gets to 10, then I will also be on Kansas. All right. All right. Uh, 6 p.m. Eastern. Mississippi State at LSU. This should be a nice conference game here. Uh, Model has Mississippi State right around the top 10 LSU, uh, just inside the top 25. Model says this should be a pick em, that Mississippi State's the better team, but on the road that balances out, not favored by three. Mississippi State favored by three. LSU still has a strong home field edge, especially at night. Yeah. Mississippi State by three. You know, home field isn't what it used to be, right? It used to be more three, four points potentially. I don't think any handicapper anywhere is giving four points to home field advantage these days, even for the best atmospheres. Even if you give two and a half for LSU, which – Seems about right. Again, that's on the high side. This would imply that Mississippi State's five and a half points better than LSU. And they might be. I think the biggest question is around LSU and just not sure what that first game was. Yeah. yeah. And that's the big question mark here. Models kind of taking, again, as it does now, on average, middle of the road approach saying, don't get too down on them. Let's not get too high on them. You know, kind of keep it in the middle of the road. Says LSU's still going to be decent. This says that, again, the model saying that LSU's worse than Mississippi State, but not by that much. Give me the three points with LSU. It's a B-grade pick. I can't be that confident because that yeah. first game is still, you know, I, I still have memories of that at this point. And I don't know either. It, it, a lot of questions. But I think getting the three is valuable here at home. LSU, this should be a good spot for them to show up. And and maybe they miss an extra point and lose by a point, you know. And, mm-hmm. and, and then we've, we've covered plus three um i like mississippi state we were all over them last week against arizona yeah Uh, but i'm gonna take the three with lsu and and the last thing i want to say about this one it kind of links back to the previous game this is where the model really really was fantastic and if you listen to the model's advice last week it did you well and and i don't know if that's going to happen this week you just never know and weird bounces and and a couple games can swing different ways. So there's no promises, there's no locks in game. There's no locks in the whole slate. I can't promise this is a profitable week. But what I will mm-hmm. say 
is, and I said it before, this is about the time of this week, next week, the following week, where there's a lot happening. It's really hard to figure out how all the teams connect and what means what. And this is where the model has a real chance to shine because it's going to be able to pick that up and synthesize it better than our brain scan. And you got to have a, you have a lot of questions about LSU. You have questions about Mississippi State with regards to just how good they are. They looked pretty good against Arizona, but how good is Arizona? We know they're improved, yeah. but really how good yeah. are they? Are. And it goes back to that last game. We talk about Kansas and Houston. I think it's the same thing. You're talking about being higher on Kansas and lower on Houston. Well, part of your opinion on Kansas has to do with West Virginia. You're still high on West Virginia, but how much is that? Well, West Virginia yeah. and Pittsburgh. Well, what do we make about Pittsburgh and that Tennessee game, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, you know, Houston with Tech, right? Is Tech any good, right? If, if Tech's, Tech's pretty good, Houston had a great showing on the road, you know, fell behind early, but came back strong. Yeah. If Tech is kind of just mediocre, then that makes Houston look bad. You know, so it's like there's just a lot happening here yeah. this early season and so there's it, it's really hard I, I, i'm not going to go I, this is one where i'm not going to go out and i'm going to say i am really confident that i know xyz about these two teams i think mississippi state's better i don't think they're better by enough to be favored by three on the road mm-hmm. maybe they are it's not the strongest play but like i said i think it's a solid play worth looking at that's why it gets a beat great for me because what do you got I am irrationally in the tank for Mississippi State this season. Right. I think this is the best right. team that Mississippi State or that Leach has had since he's been at Mississippi State. I think the defense is still going to be underrated. I mean, if if you're a a defense on a Mike Le- Mike Leach coach team, I think you're just going to be underrated. Like you, I don't think you're ever going to be properly yeah. rated. You're never going to get the right. attention that you deserve. Um, I right. think that this this Mississippi State defense is really good. I I'm irrationally in the tank for them. The problem is the model says LSU and playing in Baton Rouge at night. And I know, you know, maybe as only SEC fans will remember this, but I think it was the 2020, the COVID shortened season. First game of the season was Mississippi State at LSU. And, and Mike Leach went in there and I'm going to go with KJ Costello threw for like 450 yards against LSU. Mm-hmm. And I promise you, there are certain people on at players at LSU that were there for that, that have never forgotten what happened in that game. And so not that that matters to the outcome of this one, but I think they're going to be playing with a chip on their shoulder uh, mm-hmm. because the last time Mississippi state was there, it was a, a just absolute bloodbath for, for the LSU defense. And so I want to play Mississippi state here. I think Mississippi state is the better team. Clearly it looked like LSU had some issues in that first game against Florida state, but just the combination of the model saying that should be LSU and um, you know, the home field advantage playing in Baton Rouge at night. I just, I just can't bring myself to do it. And it's just a huge question here, you know, with the issues that LSU had in that first game, how much of that had they gotten figured out? I mean, clearly right. last week, yes. The other thing last week in practice, I mean, look, nobody's going to sit here and say LSU was really prepping for Southern. They were prepping for this game, and whatever they did, they did, right? I mean, they got to pull their starters early. Mississippi State didn't. Um, I I just think that matters, and I think that's the angle to look at here, that it's kind of when I talk about this in baseball. For me, it's kind of an LSU or pass, especially at this number, just because – they they did have the issues, but also they have two weeks now to figure that out, whereas Mississippi State, you know, traveling back from across the country – playing a full game, you know, that's just, it's yep. different. And I think yep. you got to consider that. So I'm with you in a different circumstance. I'm like, I'm all over Mississippi state. If this, if this is flipped, if Mississippi state's at home, having played a cupcake the week before and LSU had just gone on the road. And yep. now of course, then that makes the spread different. That makes Mississippi state, you know, minus minus eight, we'll say I'm saying at home, lay it. I think they can run right over them. <laughs> right. Right. Just right. The situation here. Uh, and again, I'm with you. I'm with you that Mississippi State is really, that's why it's only a B grade pick. Mississippi State is really good. So if Mississippi State wins by four, seven, 10, 
I'm not going to be shocked. It's just right. one of those, like, I think it's, we got to consider the value proposition here. And it's just a little yeah. bit of a shaky spot here to lay any yeah. points of Mississippi state, I think. Yep. And, and I, I, I would like to, I would like to give myself a pat on the back for acknowledging my bias here that I like Mississippi state and I am overcoming that bias and saying, I'm not going to play them. So that's a, so good job. Wise man. man. Wise man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Good job. You. Yeah. Uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Texas tech at NC state. Let's talk about this one, right? How good is Texas tech? It's a, it's a good question. I, I they're yeah. definitely improved. Uh, are they able to get into that top 25? They're not there now, according to the model. Maybe eventually they can. Model has them ranked 38th right now. Model still has NC State at 25 right now. Questions for both of these teams. I think either one of these teams could have a really solid year or kind of fall apart, and I don't think it would be too surprising. NC State, right? obviously not looking very good the, the last time we yeah. saw them prominently featured. Uh, yeah. Favored by 9.5. The model says that's too much. The model says it should be 6.7. So model thinks 6.5 or 7. It's the right number for this. I'm going to grab the nine and a half with tech. It's a B grade play uh, at this number. The edge is smaller when you jump around the sevens than the three. So that's not as big of an edge as you might think. Uh, right now, the model says this is my math shows this is a 5% edge uh, on the number at 10. It's a little more exciting at 10 and a half. It's, it's, it's more exciting at 11. It's really exciting. I'll never know where the number will move. Again, I think the number should move down. And if it does, and I've got our B grade play locked in at plus nine and a half, yeah. and we'll move on with life. If it gets up to 10, 10 and a half, 11, that's where at some point it becomes an A grade play. And that's where I'm starting to get excited about it here. I just think there's some value in grabbing the nine and a half now because it's very possible. I wouldn't be surprised if one day we wake up and all of a sudden this number seven and a half. And there's not a ton of value between seven and a half and nine and a half, but there's uh, you know, an extra couple probability points there that I think are worth grabbing right now. Uh, Cause what do you think? I want to have a feel for this game and I have absolutely no feel for this game. I feel like North Carolina state's defense is, is really good and tech can have a hard time moving the ball. But at the same time, I don't have a ton of faith in North Carolina state. I mean, I feel like this is the same kind of conversation that you could have about North Carolina state for the entire season, right? Like they have a lot of buildup, a lot of hype, and then they come out that first week against ECU and you don't really see a lot of it. If, if the ECU kicker, God bless him. I'm sure he's had a hard time. If he could have made mm. those kicks, ECU would have won that game. And, and so this is just one of those things where, like, I feel like ECU should – or, sorry, North Carolina State should should win this game fairly handily if they play to their potential. But I haven't seen anything just throughout their history, and especially this season, that would make me think they could do that. At the same time, you mentioned the value at 9.5, you know, not much between this and seven and a half. So this is one of those things you wait. If this goes past 10, maybe it's something I'm interested in. Um, the one thing that I would say is I don't know when it's going to happen this season. And maybe it's when tech starting quarterback comes back. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I've got the, the stats right here. I mean, uh, Smith threw for 351 yards, but had three interceptions uh, in the game on Saturday. At some point, I think this Texas Tech offense with Zach Kitley is just going to blow up. And I don't know if it's going to be this week. I don't know if it's going to be two weeks from now. I don't know what their schedule looks like. But at some point, this offense is going to blow up. And I think whenever it does, like, just overs beware. Because I think that you're not going to be able to set the totals high enough. I just don't know when that's going to happen. So, for me, that's more what I'm looking for with Texas Tech is when is this offense going to start clicking? Because Kitley has a track record of it's it's going to happen at some point. And when it does, I think you want to be on the right side of those totals. So that's what I'm keeping an eye on with Tech this season. Yeah, and then I'll, I'll close us off on this one just by saying you talked about the three interceptions last week. From what I saw with that, he, that quarterback was uh, – <laughs> 
took the game in his hands at the end and was determined to win or lose it. And he yeah. won it for him with some great passes, but he tried to lose it with some really bad ones yeah. too. Yeah. You got a week of practice to figure that out. So uh, this one's going to be a really interesting one too. We're talking about here, NC state kind of a, kind of a buy-ish week last week playing an yeah. FCS opponent tech, having an overtime game. That's a little bit of a concern now traveling again, though, I like you. I think there was a lot of potential in that tech offense and why tech didn't destroy Houston was some mistakes. Can you solve that in a week? Maybe, maybe not. Right. It's one of those things where if he can just, you know, work this week on making a little bit better decisions, I think tech's got a shot to win this game. If not, it might get ugly again. Part of why it's only a B grade play because it's not enough value to be excited about because there's a scenario where tech makes those mistakes. And at that point they might be in trouble on the road. Also, 7 o'clock Eastern kickoff, Toledo and Ohio State. My theory usually here is to wait on underdogs. I'm going to grab Toledo right now, plus 31. It's one of the only uh, – because Jared mentioned this on the Discord. He said, I'm going to be taking a lot of dogs this week. I am, but I'm not going to be as heavy on a lot of them as I am this mm-hmm. one. This is my favorite underdog right here. Plus 31, key-ish number. Yeah. Um, as key as it can be at that range. As key as it can be, yes. Yeah. I mean, when you get up here, right, like obviously some weird numbers can happen, but 31 is kind of key-ish for out in this range. Obviously, you have 28, 31, you know, 34, 35, 27, right? So, so some different options here. I want to get this at 31 because I think this is way too many points, and it might get higher, but I don't really care. I love getting 31 in my back pocket. Toledo, a very good Mac team. Yeah. A team that this is their Super Bowl to go in there and try to win this game after this like Toledo can kind of coast to a Mac championship after this, right? I mean, to the championship game. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're the most, they're the most talented team in the Mac every year. And somehow some team always ends up going to the Mac championship game. That's not them. Um, but right. yes, in theory, they should. They should. Yeah. Yes. 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 And so I just think Toledo is decent. And this is my theory about Texas against Alabama. Toledo is decent enough to not get blown out of the building here against Ohio mm-hmm. state and a game that means a lot more to one team than the other. The model also agrees with this as this should be Ohio state minus 27. So mm-hmm. the model thinks that the most likely outcomes in this game is Ohio state to win by 27, 28, 24, and then 31. And all of those we win are pushing. So obviously Ohio state is good enough to win this by more. I'm not sure they have the incentive to Toledo's going to try yeah. to score every time they get the ball. My theory with Arizona State last week was that backdoor cover was right there. And then it gets late in the game and Arizona State has the opportunity for the backdoor and they don't actually care to do it because they're like sad they're going to lose. Right. (sighs) Freaking Herm. But I don't think that's Toledo here because they know they're going to lose this game. Probably they just want to score as many points as they can. Those guys want, I mean, the coach wants to get those guys touchdowns in the horseshoe. I think they're going to try to score it down to the very last second. There's a backdoor opportunity here. And again, Toledo's not bad. A lot of those top teams we saw last week did not cover. I see this one being similar, just way too many points. Ohio State wins this game, but 31's too many. It's an eager play for me, grabbing the Rockets. Cousin Jared, what do you got? Ohio State beat Arkansas State by 33 points at home this past week. Also, I also I picked Arkansas State, took the points. Yeah, and... Do do you think that Toledo is two points better than Arkansas State? That's all we need them to be. Some some amalgamation of offensively and defensively. We need we need them to be two points better 
They, I think they're a whole lot more than two points better. <laughs> I agree that they're also a whole lot more than two points better. Um, I can't, I can't bring myself to make this play. Uh, you just, Ohio State's offense, if, if it got yeah. to going, it, it just, you know, they could put up 55 on, on, even with how good Toledo is, they could put up 55 and it'd be like, yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, so I, I'm not going to take the points here, but I think it's, I think you, in this spot, you either take the points or, or pass to borrow your phrase from baseball. Like it's, it's just, it's way too many points against a, a underrated Toledo team. And the next yeah. week, Ohio State has Wisconsin. I was just about to, yeah, yeah I was going to come back and say, yeah, next week, Wisconsin conference. Yeah. Game. So, so, you know, what, what incentive does Ohio State have in the, in the fourth quarter to be be uh, trotting CJ Stroud and everybody else out there. Um, I, I don't think they have much. So um, this is one I'll definitely watch. Like, I don't think it's going to move a ton, but if it got up to like 34, which isn't impossible with these favored teams, these named is, teams, yeah. I don't think it's going to get to 34, but anything is possible. So this is one of those things. But like, I didn't think Georgia Southern would get to 24. So that, that is true. <laughs> and, and, and so this is one of those things but like you check in on Saturday morning and see where it's landed at. And if it's landed at like 34, it's like, Hey, let's go. Ohio state. Yeah. You're going to have to, you're going to have to really, yeah. you know, keep the pedal to the metal in this one. Yeah. It feels like 42 to 14 starting the fourth quarter. And yeah we're set because yeah. Ohio state has no incentive to score and Toledo's still going to try to score. And it doesn't mean yep. that Toledo like won't throw a pick six or something or, or Ohio state won't break one, but like Ohio state's going to run the just conserve it. Let's get out of here. We've got the victory. It's done. And Toledo's going to try to score. And even if nobody scores, you're still covered. Like, yeah, this is the ideal setup here is Ohio state's up 28 going to the fourth quarter. And I feel great about this one. And that's kind of where I think it, I think it happens, you know, maybe even not even Toledo's good enough that if Ohio state isn't on their game, Toledo will, make this not a laugher, you know, yeah. then I don't think they're going to hang in there, but Toledo's good enough to only be down like 14 at the half. And yep. that wouldn't yep. be, that wouldn't they're, be they're not, at all. yeah, it wouldn't be shocking at all. They're, they're not, a, a, you know, you know, Eastern Michigan or something where yep. Ohio state should be up 35 zip at the half, right? If Ohio, Ohio state can be up 35 zip at the half, cause they're that good, but it'd be very yep. surprising if they did that to this Toledo team. Yep. Uh, 7.30 Eastern kickoff, SMU at Maryland. SMU team, like we already talked about in the show, uh, we're both very high on. Model has them just outside the top 25. Uh, I do not know why we're getting three points here. I don't know why we're getting plus 105 with the three points here. That like yeah, implies that maybe... That's really weird. Like It's weird for early in the week them not wanting to come off a three. Just go to three and a half. Uh, I yeah. take three and a half too. And also question, why are we getting three and a half points? Why are we getting the hook there? Or why are we getting plus odds at three? This should be a pick in my opinion. I think SMU is the better team. Model thinks SMU is the better team on the road. Balances out a little bit. This should be a pick I don't know why we're getting three points. I don't know what else yeah. to say about it. SMU is a good team. Maryland is okay. But like I said, I, this implies that Maryland is actually better than SMU. Not just as good as. This implies Maryland's better than SMU. Yeah. And doesn't mean Maryland can't win this game. Weird things happen in sports. And again, one play or turnover. Look, right? Turnovers can really change yeah. a game. So Maryland yeah. can obviously win this game. I'm just saying you can't convince me that Maryland is a better team than SMU. Yep. Take the three points. Yep. Yep. I am with you. I'm taking the three points with SMU. Uh, I mean, we, we've, we've talked about it last week. We've talked, we talked about it now. Uh, both of us very impressed with, with the SMU uh, game against North Texas. We thought they were, they looked really, really sharp in that game. Uh, again, I thought that told me more about SMU than North Texas, uh, but I kind of want to make this about Maryland and who Maryland has played this year. So they have played Buffalo who, who lost to, I'm going to go with Holy Cross um, yeah. this last week. Buffalo, who, Buffalo, if, Buffalo if, if you were on the Discord with us, I saw that line on Saturday, and I said, wait a minute. Buffalo's only favored by five and a half against Holy Cross. That can't be right. Did a little bit of research. 
played with some numbers and I came back and I was like, wait a minute, not only is that right, the, but my thought process on this is don't lay the five and a half with Buffalo. That's not the wise move, which surprised me. And then Buffalo yeah. you know, did that. And I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Maryland couldn't cover against Buffalo. <laughs> Maryland. Yeah. We both backed Buffalo. What the hell were we thinking, by the way? How did, how did we back Buffalo and come out with a win in that one? Anyway, it so, worked. So <laughs> it, it, did, it did work. Uh, so, Maryland didn't cover against Buffalo. Uh, so, Buffalo lost to Holy Cross. Buffalo has gone down in your rankings from the beginning of the season. They've gone down three points, which is, is a fairly large move for this yeah, early in the yeah. season. And, and then Maryland got to play Charlotte, who, who Charlotte has gone down seven points in your rankings. Ooh. Charlotte is, you know, Charlotte is on the doorstep with UConn, Texas State, Akron, Temple, New Mexico State, FIU. I mean, they're like right on the cusp of being one of those bad, bad teams. And, and, and I think a, they're hanging. They may already be a bad, a bad bit. team. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're hanging on a little bit because the weird quarterback situation. It's like if we were dealing with a third stringer all year, I think they are with, with that. But they're hanging on a little bit because Charlotte – if they have their a better quarterback, like they're not as bad as those teams, but with a thirteen quarterback, they are. I mean, they're yeah, a bad bad team. Yeah. Right. So I'm gonna right. I, so so the the model says that SMU is a better team. I'm gonna take the three points with the team that that crushed North Texas inside the top 100 in your rankings instead of Maryland, who crushed the 112th ranked team or didn't even cover against the 112th ranked team, and then mm. crushed the I'm gonna go with 122nd team so I, I think don't overthink this one this is one where i think the model's seeing something that you know it may be more obvious to the model than to our naked eye here so i'm taking the three points with smu i'm thinking too even if this goes down money line on smu makes a lot of sense as long as you're getting plus odds i feel like we'll, they're more likely to win this game than not we're, perfect segue let's go to the next game here we'll talk about money lines <laughs> Hold on. Before we get to that, I just also want to point out Maryland next week plays at Michigan and the next week plays Michigan State. So it's about to get rough for Maryland. Yes. Yeah. They're, uh, they're going to learn Speaking a lot. of one of those one of those teams, Michigan State, 730 Eastern, uh, playing Washington. Uh, yeah. 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 I, you know, <laughs> state of Washington, uh, a lot of intriguing football at this point. Washington yeah. State having a fantastic game. One of the few A plays that I missed. One of the few games I, that I try to talk you into mostly winning plays or talk you out of mostly losing plays. And I, yeah. I, I just stray on that one. Um, Washington State with the great win. Washington um, looked better than I was expecting in week one. Um, maybe things are looking up for the state of Washington as football mm -hmm. for their two programs. Michigan mm -hmm. state comes to town flying across the country. This should be on your TV sets. This should be a really good game. Yeah. Uh, model says that Michigan state is a top 15 team. Washington just on the outside of the top 25 here. Um, a lot more variability around Washington. Mm -hmm. Michigan state's been so good to us for a yep. long time. And I started off the season saying we should still be backing them and you should have still been backing them. And yep. I'm going to back yep. them again. I, yep. I, it, yep. it, it, it ain't, it ain't broke. Uh, so I'm not going to try to fix it. Model says this should be Michigan state minus five. Um, they're not even favored. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it, 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 and you look at Washington's rating, you know, around, around 40, Maybe the model is too low on Washington, but even if they are and Washington should be 10 spots higher, the model would still say Michigan State should be a three and a half point favorite here. I don't know yeah. why they're not favored. 
Um, yeah. I, I get, I, I'm, I'm optimistic about Washington. I just don't yeah. think they should be favored here. Nope. Uh, I'm going to grab the two points, a grade play for me on the Spartans. And we'll see if they can keep uh, raking the dough for us as they did basically all last year and, and all this year so far. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm the same way. I'm, I'm taking the two points with Michigan State here. Uh, we don't have money lines out right now or recording so early in the week. If there was a money line here, I would be all over the, the money line with Michigan State here. Uh, I, I, I can't say that I have like something schematically I can point to on the field and say why Michigan State should be favored in this game. My thing is, is like the model's been right on Michigan State for so long. I don't know why I yeah. wouldn't trust it now. And, and just like you said, I'm very optimistic about, about Washington with Kalen DeBoer. I think that they are going, going to be greatly improved. And I will admit Peyton Thorne, has, the quarterback for Michigan State, has not played wonderfully this year. But they've, they've covered two weeks in a row, and, and the model clearly sees something here that the general public doesn't see. I would be like be shocked if this wasn't like a pick em or Michigan State wasn't favored by, by the end of the week because this line just seems off. So I'm going to take the two points. If mo- you see a money line come out here pretty soon, you can get plus odds on Michigan State. I, odds. I would yeah, I would love that. Any plus odds would be fantastic. Um, I, I don't know what's going on with this line, just to be yeah. completely honest with you, because I, I think that the Michigan State defense can still have some success against the Washington to an offense. So I, this line, I'm really befuddled. Yeah, I am too. Like, and like I said, me to me, the bottom line is even if the model's off on Washington, which I think is possible, just the same thing I said about Arizona last week. We talked about Mississippi State and Arizona. Yeah. And, I, and I acknowledge, I said, hey, I think the model's a little bit too low on Arizona. I think they're a little bit better than this. But the model said it should be Mississippi State by 17. And I was like, so even if it's off by, we talked about this, even if it's off by a little, it should be like 14. Same yeah. thing here. I think the model's a little bit too low on Washington. But then it should be Michigan State by three. I, I would, I would still, if this was Michigan State minus two and a half, I'd say I'd still like the two and a half. I, I wouldn't be an A grade pick, but I would do it. Um, yeah. Probably a B grade at that point. But it's like we're getting two points minus one hundred five. Again, the corresponding money line. Whenever you see that, as long as it's plus odds, uh, I'm like you. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, 7:30 Eastern kickoff. Pittsburgh at Western Michigan. Uh, Full disclosure, I do not know what's happening with the quarterback situation with Pittsburgh. Here's what we do know. We do know that Slovis played, looked solid against Tennessee, got hurt. The backup came in, also looked solid. We also know that the decision to for who was going to be the starting quarterback was not made until relatively soon before the West Virginia game. It wasn't like, you know, over the summer. It was, you know, the week before. Uh, the backup for Pittsburgh is a veteran. He's been there for a while. I also watched Slovis at USC, and at times, I mean, he's he's no Kenny Pickett. I mean, right. I think that's the bottom line is that he, he's not a bad quarterback, but I'm not sure how much the quarterback situation matters here. For some teams, yeah. you know, this is why I said with, with Virginia, I thought that was probably because Armstrong got hurt because if he gets hurt, you know, that's a huge difference. I mean, a good quarterback to a bad back, if you're talking about – points in extreme situations, maybe even 10, but it's about the discrepancy between the two quarterbacks. And I'm not sure it's that big here. Uh, Pittsburgh's a 10 point favorite. I'm going to, I'm going to lay the 10 of the B grade pick. The model says it should be 15.7. Even if it's a couple of points drop from the backup, maybe it should only be 14 or 13. I'm still grabbing the 10, even at that. I, I, I think this is too low. A competent veteran backup, I think can handle his business with a much more talented team against a really inferior team at Western Michigan. I would be more concerned with this quarterback situation. If this was against, you know, Clemson, a Florida state, uh, you know, 
what we thought Virginia might be, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. the old school Virginia techs, you know, maybe Miami, right? I'm sure some of the, the good ACs. I'd be a little more concerned about them there saying, oh, can he keep up in the high school yeah. game? Can he yeah. handle a good defense, that sort of thing? And, and although, to be honest, maybe you have the same concerns with Slovis. I mean, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Um, but against Western Michigan, who's ranked basically 100th, I don't think you have those concerns. I think you can get the job yeah. done. Pittsburgh's a much more talented team. I'm going to lay the 10. It's a B great pick. I'm really curious to see the injury information, how that moves the number. Uh, but I still think Pittsburgh can win this one fairly handily. Because, uh, Jared, what do you think? I am laying the 10 points as well. It, I, I don't think that we have enough appreciation for if Pitt hadn't screwed up and lost this game last <laughs> season. I, I'm pretty sure we would have been talking about like an 11 and one pit team mm-hmm. at that point mm-hmm. with only a loss to Clemson. And I mean, I feel like that, are you telling me that they wouldn't have gotten into the playoff over uh, Cincinnati? Like I, I, I don't, I can't say with full confidence that they wouldn't have. Um, yeah, maybe. And so I, I think, I think the pit players have not forgot about this. I would not want to be Western Michigan on, on Saturday, regardless of who the quarterback's going to be. I think they're going to have a really hard time scoring points. And this is going to be one of those situations where even Narduzzi kind of going, trying to go back to his roots offensively, which he's a defensive coach, what roots does he have on offense? But, you know, grind it out, smash mouth, blah, 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 blah. I, I don't get the impression, you know, they're going to be up by like 17 in the third quarter. And they'd be like, eh, yeah, we're good. You know, I, I think they're probably going to keep going uh, because I think there's some frustration based on how this game played out last year. So um, regardless of Slovis plays, if he does, great. We have got yeah. a great number if Slovis plays. If he doesn't, still, still I fun. think this is going to be a good number. Yeah, so yeah, I'm laying the 10 points with Pitt as well. Yeah, and a couple of notes real quick. Um, last year, that game, like you said, one of the most confusing results of the season that at the time yeah. nobody took note of because it was early on in the year and we didn't yeah. realize what Pitt would be. Yeah. But in hindsight, yeah, just one of the more confusing results. Of course, we talked about it. Obviously, the Northwestern Nebraska game is a good example, but there's other countless examples of BYU Baylor this last weekend, right? Results yeah. from one year, not going to necessarily correlate extremely well. I don't think that really means anything. I think we want to look at the totality of data. The totality of data says Pittsburgh is a much better team yep. than Western Michigan. And I think if you're trying to think about last year's game, I think it's overthinking it. <laughs> yep. Uh, 7.30 Eastern kickoff, Louisiana at Rice. This one is 12 and a half. I've got an A play on this one. I'm going to grab it early in the week because 12 and a half is a great number. Being on the right side of 13 and 14, two really key numbers. Your model says it should be Louisiana minus 15. So I want to again, get this before it goes up. If it goes down and you can get a better number, great. You can add on later. Or again, it's kind of like we always talk about with so many lines moves being wrong, sometimes I don't really, I really don't care. Um, obviously you obviously want to get the best number, but we can't see the future. So it's like, if you could tell me it's going down, I'd wait, but like, I don't know where it's going. And I'm happy with laying 12 and a half, because I think that is a fantastic number for us. Again, on the right side of 13 and 14, Louisiana, we talked last week there are some concerns and I, yeah. I, I feel like it was a wild game against Eastern Michigan, the rain delay, yep. throwing things off. It was. Yeah. They, they got down early and then outscored Eastern Michigan the rest of the game, like 49 to seven or something. Five turnovers from Eastern Michigan in the second half. Five turnovers. Yeah. So I think, I think Rice is kind of the same sort of team as Eastern Michigan, though, is the, is the point yeah. I was going to make that yeah. neither one of those teams is very good. Uh, I've got Rice ranked 120th. Uh, I don't, I've got Eastern Michigan 114th. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't argue with you having Rice ranked 120th. Uh, I cannot factually uh, dispute that. Um, what I can <laughs> say is that Louisiana having the five or Eastern Michigan having the five turnovers against Louisiana in the second half uh, on, on Saturday. And then 
Rice having the the three pick sixes against USC, like I just don't feel like there's been so many turnovers and so many crazy things happening in these games. Like I don't feel like I have a good feel on either of these teams. And so for me, like like this will be one of those where I felt like I had this thought about Louisiana coming into the season, and then if I jumped on this line, I'd be like and Rice somehow covered, I would be like, wait, I had this, I had this mm. thought of what they mm. would be this season. Why did I jump off of that? Because of five Eastern Michigan, Michigan turnovers in week two. And, and, and so like, this is one of those things where it's like, it's more like principle, like all of the facts line out exactly like what you say, but it's just one of those things in my mind. Like, I just don't feel like I have a good gauge for either of these teams where I can't get comfortable with, with laying 12 mm. and a half points. And I, I respect that my counter would be the same thing I said last week, which was, the model dropped Louisiana from the end of last year to the start of this year, like 25 spots or something like that, knowing mm-hmm. exactly what you talked about, which was the yep. turnover there, you know, what's yep. going to make them a worse team. Uh, so the model already is thinking about that and thinks Louisiana will be, will go from being good, not great last year to mediocre, mediocre team should be able to go in and beat rice mm-hmm. by two touchdowns. Uh, also keep in mind rice, uh, very bad home field advantage, not, Many alum, not many yeah. students. I, Most students are grad students. I wouldn't, even, I, I wouldn't even really say advantage. I would just say they have a home field. They have a home field. They have no travel. There's the advantage. Yeah. There's no travel. Yeah. Um, yeah. More Louisiana fans than Rice fans at this game on the table. I don't know if it'll happen. Definitely. Definitely. But it's on the table. Yeah. Uh, we talked about yeah. Louisiana. A lot of Louisiana schools have pretty good fan bases. They like yeah. football just as much as Texas. Uh, it's just the yeah. issue is that Rice doesn't have any fans. So Yeah, that's only a uh, three or three and a half hour drive. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe more Louisiana fans there than Rice fans, so not really a home foot advantage here. So like I said, I'm laying the 12 and a half. I'm getting in front of it early. I think mm. people, as the week goes on, will realize Rice is bad, and it yeah. has very little, if any, home foot advantage, and I think this gets up to 14. So I just want to be ahead of the number. Yeah. Uh, I think 13 to 14 are the two most likely outcomes if you ignore all the turnovers. And if there is something, and I don't know if there is, if there is something about – Louisiana can force turnovers at a higher rate, which isn't mm, implausible. Yeah. It's hard to say. It's hard to say with any fact with one. Like I'm not trying to right, say they right. do it. It's just yeah. maybe uh, if yep. Rice turns the ball over more than usual, which actually is probably true because they're not good. Yep. Yep. This one could get ugly, just like the Eastern Michigan game did. And, and I, I, I do have to say, I did hear a stat the other day um, that Rice has had like five quarterbacks, four or five quarterbacks leave the game due to injury in like the past two seasons. Like they have just had this crazy turnover at the quarterback position. You know, some guy comes out, gets hurt, plug another guy, he gets hurt. Somebody doesn't play well. They put another guy like they have just had so much inconsistency there. And so to your point, they, they, in my opinion, they would be more apt to turnovers than, than most other teams. If their 120th ranked ranking didn't imply that anyway. <laughs> right, right, right. There's like that added cherry on top. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of bad football teams, uh, UTEP and New Mexico will play at 8 p.m. Eastern. <sighs> yes. Uh, I'm excited for this game. Look, I watched some of that UTEP-New Mexico State game, and it was a football game. Uh, yes. I feel like the same thing's happening here. Yeah. Look, uh, UTEP, I just don't think they're that good. Uh, we nope. faded them last week, and yep. I'm fading them again this week. I'm grabbing the three and a half points with New Mexico. Um I don't know why we're getting three points with the home team and both of these teams are terrible. Uh, they're they're mm-hmm. terrible offensively, as you can see, with that total of 41. Um, I think they're going to look better defensively because the offenses are so bad. But yeah. uh, the model has uh, UTEP 118 and New Mexico 119, if I'm seeing this correctly. So yeah. 
they're both terrible. Why are you getting a, why are you giving me a field goal with the home team? I don't understand yeah. it at all. It's like UTEP's getting the respect from last year. Last year they were a little bit better. But as we talked about with last year, a little bit of mirage with who they beat. They beat up a ton of teams that were all ranked like in the 120s. They just had a great schedule. Yep. I think they're improved from there was a time when they were in the bottom five, but I still think they're a bottom 15 team. Yeah. It's not a game you have to watch to make the monies, right? We always talk about that, but I just think there's value. There's a lot of value here grabbing the three with New Mexico. Yeah. I think on the money line, grabbing plus odds. Again, these two teams are pretty even. The model says this should be New Mexico minus two. So uh, again, why you're getting either the field goal or the good plus odds when this isn't on a neutral field. Um, UTEP is close to New Mexico. If you're not familiar with geography of New Mexico, I don't blame you. New Mexico State, believe, here's your fun fact for the day, right? You, don't say we don't educate you people, right? Some of you don't know yeah. this, but New Mexico State is located further east than El Paso is. Yeah. All right. So there's your fun fact for geography of the day. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's separated. What did we talk about last week? Like 40 miles. Uh, yeah. New Mexico State and UTEP. New Mexico is in Albuquerque. It's not that close. There will be no yeah. UTEP fans. There will only be UTEP super, super faithful and family. There won't be a lot of people yeah. in the stands. There's just not like there will be an influx of fam- I mean, New Mexico will have whatever home field they have, which is, again, they don't travel, that sort of thing. And they will have some fans there. Getting three points or plus odds is just really valuable. Again, I'm not saying they for sure win. You never know what's going to happen in a football game. I'm just talking about value-wise. If, if you play this game 100 times, New Mexico wins probably more than half. So getting a field goal or plus odds makes a lot of sense. Uh, a great play for me. Because, uh, Joe, what do you think? I am also taking the three points with New Mexico here. I feel like since I've been on this show, I've been dying for some reason to take New Mexico and haven't found one, but I think I've just found the perfect spot to take the Lobos here. Um, I will say everything that you just said in a slightly different way. And and that other way being that UTEP beat New Mexico State by seven. Your model says that New Mexico is about 11 points better. Than, than New Mexico State is. New Mexico, 11 points better than New Mexico State is. And New Mexico's playing at home. And, and so to me, like, this is just, since it's 11 points better, they beat New Mexico State by seven. Not good with math, but that would be New Mexico State. New Mexico about four points better than UTEP. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's just that easy for me. These are two really bad teams. Yeah. I can't believe I'm going oh, yeah. to field goal either way. Um, yeah. We will talk about Iowa and Nevada at some point, I, I guess, if we want to torture ourselves, we will, we will, talk, we will. We will talk about that game we at will. some point. This game offensively may give it a run for its money. Yeah, it, yeah I would be fantastic defense. Yes. But yes, I'm with you. Offensively, these two teams, it's going to yeah. be pretty. Oh. Yeah, like like this under 41 is on the table for me at oh, some yeah. point this week. Like, like yeah. an under 41, something I'm not, I'm not going to pull the trigger on like early in the week, just when lines come out. But like, this is one of those where it's 41, but I'm still like, but I'd maybe you should, under. maybe you should, because it might be 39 by the end of the week. Also, because yeah, remember, remember what was the total in Iowa, Iowa state to start with? Was it 40 and a half? And, I, and what did I say? Yeah. I said, take the under, I said, go yeah. under now do it. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then that went away. And I was like, take the first half under, you know, it's the same yeah. thing. Like these two yeah. teams stink offensively. Like, yeah. Iowa team total under. We we talked about the under yeah, on the about, Iowa oh. Iowa State game like every yeah. way you possibly yeah. could. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of ways you could make money on that one. Uh, yeah, yeah um, interesting enough. I can talk about. I can't believe we're getting three with either team. Uh, model says New Mexico minus two. So if you're getting UTEP plus three, that would also be fine too. Which goes yeah. back to the point of these are two terrible teams. Getting a field goal offers a lot of value for that push protection. Just removing yeah. those games from the equation and saying uh, UTEP has to win by more than that. 
yeah. uh, to lose this bet, like I said, or plus odds because New Mexico is just slightly more likely to win. Yeah. Um, this is also a game where winning by two, I'm going to, this is a game where winning by one or two is really on the table. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. weird things are going to happen with this. Like you could easily see two field goals and then that gets weird things, you know, then maybe a third yeah. field goal like that. You can easily see overtime and getting bad teams yeah. and maybe a bunch of field goals in there and then getting to the third yeah. overtime and now somebody wins by two. Like I'm not yeah. saying, I'm not calling this a one or two point game, but like it's more likely than most games because of the offensive ineptitude to finish with a one or two point point differential. So getting three is even more valuable. Yes. Yes. Which, which I think you hit the nail on the head here. Uh, these two teams combined with the total where like, for example, in a Texas state, like FIU game, if you were only getting three points, I know those teams weren't equal, but like if you're only right. getting three points in that game, you're expecting a lot more points in, in yes. that game than you are yes. in this game. And so that, that just that makes the three that much more valuable in this situation. Yep. yep. Uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, Cousin Jared. Uh, okay. I, I, we're at the hour and a half mark here. So just to, we got to keep this under two hours. So uh, <laughs> we got 20 minutes. We could talk about this game. Yeah. <laughs> we're not, yeah. don't yeah, click we're off. Not, we're not yeah, going to talk. Not, we're not going to talk. Yeah. Um, but my goodness, I have so many things to say. First off, uh, App State didn't play great in that game. They weren't really efficient with the ball. They, or when they had the ball, they just capitalized. Mm-hmm. They, they played solid defense. But I mean, App State wasn't really impressive. Of course, AM wasn't really impressive either. And that's, of mm-hmm. course, yeah. the downside to that. Um, what a going from a high to a low for the Aggie fan base there, right? Mm-hmm. Starting the game with Bama is human. And ending yes. the game on a loss. I mean, that's got to be a roller coaster ride. Yep. Somehow, yep. your fighting Texas A&M Aggies are five and a half point favorites. Uh, I had an A grade play on Appy State plus 19 last mm-hmm. week. I've got an A grade play on Miami this week at plus five and a half. Obviously, I would love six. I don't know. Maybe you can point out some other situations in this, but but check out the the options for Patreon, Patreon here. Uh, it's in the it's in the little the, the little scroll thing there. You can find a little bitly for it. Uh, you can get early access to the lines. I know this is one we talked about that the model on this one says it should be a And M minus two. So if you had that information, this opener came out at a And M minus six. And so if, mm-hmm. if you had that information every week where the openers come out, and if you have the early access to what the model says. You can get a good number before it disappears. Getting six would have been better. Um, I don't know why six would come back because that's the wrong – that's a really dumb number. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, model says two. I think getting I, – I, I would have said – I would have said less than three because – or, or if you're putting it at three, you're putting it at a dead number really because three is just right. kind of like who cares, right? But, but you yeah. know. Two and a half or three and a half. Now you're making me think one way or the other. And I'm kind of five and a half. I mean, being on this side of three and four, I don't see why we're getting this many points. Um, These two teams are, I mean, model has Miami four spots better than A&M. That's rounding error. You can convince me they're even. And if they're even, then it should be Texas minus two and a half or three. Um, Again, model says Miami just a little better. So that's why it says two. But I mean, yeah, we're talking two, two and a half, three. I don't know why it's five and a half. Miami's solid. AM solid. AM's still a solid team. I'm not yeah. gonna overreact to that one game. The model's not gonna overreact to it. They're still a solid team. Uh, yeah. they just they have some flaws. You talked about those flaws. Yep. I'm curious, cousin Jared, is your analysis of this game 
because we talked about how we would talk a lot about them now. Is your analysis before you get into analysis, is your analysis of the scheme different now that they're coming off the loss than it would have been otherwise? Or is it kind of like the same thing? You just now have the same, you just more reinforcement to talk about the same issues. Um, I think that, which, which we don't know anything recording, recording this so early in the week. Um, I probably feel better about Anim's chances in this game than if they had lost or if they had won against mm-hmm. App State. Because um, now they're now they're now they're awake and hungry nope, and pissed. Nope, nope, no, 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 oh. no. Because because now they might <laughs> actually have to make a change at quarterback. Uh, um, because and and uh. God, God, I have so much stuff to say. I could spend 20 minutes on this. Um, but what 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 I would say is I, I do think the ceiling for this offense is is higher with with Hanks King in at quarterback. But the thing is, is that he we have just not come anywhere close to that ceiling. It has just been pitiful and not completely all his fault at all. Um, but the thing is, is that you have Max Johnson on the bench who started a lot of games for LSU the past two years, has over 4,000 career passing yards in the SEC, uh, beat AM last year in Baton Rouge with all of the other turmoil that was going around the LSU program. I feel like he gives the offense a much higher floor than what it has with King. And when you're talking about the AM defense, I think that you should really be keen on how can I raise the floor of the offense? Because I don't need much offense from AM to get wins with that defense. Yeah. And, and so I, personally, I think that Miami is going to be in a tougher spot if Johnson ends up playing more um, on Saturday than, than King does. Um, but yeah, just so, okay, right, we got all of I'm, I'm taking the points with Miami here. I mean, AM scored seven points offensively. The the other touchdown they got was a kickoff return for a touchdown. This this offense is just bad. I, I, I think the, the loss probably got Jimbo's attention. I think we will see Max Johnson a lot more on Saturday, but he's also like the type of guy like he, Johnson has not seen the field yet this season because he like when Jimbo picks a guy, he sticks with that guy. And, and, and if you get the same situation uh, this week where he sticks with Kane, uh, Haynes King the whole game, like five and a half points is, is way, way too many. Um, but yeah, A&M, like the quarterback play hasn't been good. Jimbo's play calling has been um, suspect. He used to be one of the, the best game scripts, like the first couple of drives. Yeah. He had everything ironed out was really good. Um, his play calling. And I'm not saying it, it, it's, been a pattern, but just th- that specific game, he did not have a good offensive game plan coming into the game. Um, our starting center, I mentioned it last week, Bryce Foster has been out with Mono. He's, he's a big part of that offense, the best returning lineman that we had. And somehow this never registered with me, but everybody knows that I have a bone to pick with the AM offensive line coach. <laughs> so, like, I don't, uh, I, you know, I can't believe that I just didn't put two and two together, but Steve Adazio and I haven't seen eye to eye on a lot of things. And so, yeah, that's right. You dogged him like every episode last year. I completely yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, I've yeah. forgotten about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, because we I, talked about that at some point when that happened. And, and I, I feel yeah. like you were like, we just we're not going to talk about this. We're going to I feel like yeah. that's why you just like blocked it from your brain to be like, yeah. oh, I forgot that this like really incompetent coach is now like prominently involved in my school. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I tried to try to convince myself that everything was going to be okay and I don't I don't think it's okay, guys. Um so anyway, <laughs> I I'm taking the five and a half points with Miami. This is just way 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 too many points with everything I've seen AM. I mean, Miami may only score like 17 points, but clearly like that's all you need yeah, against like, AM with this offense potentially. So, I, I'm to win, not just cover. Yeah, exactly. I agree. So, I think yeah. I think a shot on the money line makes sense. I think it's a coin toss type game. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not I'm not saying I think Miami. 
I'm not calling Miami to win as much as I'm saying the odds that you're going to get provide a lot of value if you want to put, yeah. you know, a third of a unit or something on the money line, just yeah. a little bit, just to see what happens. I think it makes sense. You talk about like the biggest issue with AM right now, and the model isn't even taking into account this. So if the model did, then it would penalize them. But like you talked about the quarterback situation, I, I, I think this is the, I get what you're saying about the app state loss, potentially maybe making it more likely you win because of the quarterback mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Here's the counter to that. You got a guy who hasn't seen the field yeah. who is supposed to throw it around a little bit more. Yep. And you want his first reps on the field, throwing it around against a really turnover hungry defense. I mean, Miami yep. looks for those interceptions. And, and we talk yep. about yep. fumble forcing fumbles is skill. Recovering fumbles is luck. I mean, have you ever seen the shape of a football, right? That thing yep. bounces like crazy. Recovering fumbles is pure 100% luck we have proven this statistically if you say otherwise i'm sorry you are wrong you're basically saying two plus two is five yeah but forcing fumbles is a little bit of a skill holding on to the ball is a little bit of a skill that's not what we're talking about here but we're talking about interceptions a little bit of a skill and or a little bit of a strategy right some teams hunt for them and miami does like i feel like it's a bad situation for this to be the game he gets reps in yeah you want him to come into a different situation, get comfortable being on the field and against a against a different defense. So, I feel like you're kind of darned if you do and darned if you don't. I'm with you. You might take it. It might be worth taking a chance on him and seeing, yeah, if he can come in. But coming in kind of kind of cold, yeah, is a little bit worrisome against this defense. But obviously, sticking with what you got's a little bit worrisome too. I mean, it's kind yeah. of a tough. And that's why I said the model doesn't even know that the model ranks A and M is like, hey, they got a good defense and they got talent and they do, yeah. But it's just not coming together offensively for them. Nope, nope. And and everybody needs to go look at the box score of this game because this is like uh, Picasso. If Picasso <laughs> just had no skills, like, at, at like all. numbers, yeah, like <laughs> not and like AM had nine first downs, 186 total yards, 97 yards passing, 89 yards rushing, two turnovers. Only had the ball for 18 minutes the entire game. App State only had. <laughs> So App State had the ball for 41 and a half minutes. They only managed 300 yards of offense. While that's that's why I said App, State, for- App State didn't play great. Like, it's not like they just – okay having the ball that long, they should have had more yards. Okay. Personally, it's good a defense, right? I mean, the, Yeah, they, they attempted 30 passes, attempted 50, 52 rushing yards. Okay. So, I mean, logically, this is easy math here. We, we, we use some – the professor here uses some advanced statistics sometimes. But if you're running the ball, how many yards – per carry would you like to have if you were just going to run it down a team's throat at least four 3.5 yards per rush i'm not good with the math but i'm pretty sure that basically comes out to 10 that works that works i mean i want four but yeah they had the perfect I'll, game I'll, plan i didn't realize i didn't realize decibels were on the table <laughs> yeah they, they they had the perfect game plan they knew that AM wasn't going to score and they just ran it down AM's throats and they were happy to get two three four yards every play and that AM defense on the field for 40 minutes was gassed at the end of the game it was a really good game plan anyway we'll stop talking about this take the points miami people one 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 more thing to say and i i i hate Shooting our own horn, mm-hmm. I, or I really do. But and and I am always saying, take what you like, viewer, and leave the rest. If you don't agree, that's fine. Leave it. I don't. You know, if you don't agree, I don't want you to. You know, to backs whatever. But but I we have a lot of good information here and a lot of good discussion, things to think on. And yeah. I want to. I just want to point out. Uh, I I begged, I begged y'all to take App State and the under. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In that one, and the reason why is we talked about App State being a team that's going to kind of play with you 
they aren't skilled enough necessarily to dominate the style of game. They played in a fast game with North Carolina because they were like, oh, we can score. Oh, you're going to let us score? We'll score. And they did that. And then against a and we talked about that was a game that both teams wanted to grind it out. And so that matters. And we saw, I mean, it, it played out exactly like we thought it would, with the exception of maybe we thought A&M would be on the right side of a low victory, low scoring victory. But I mean, yeah. no, no one, no one on this show thought A&M was yeah. going to win by 20. Yep. And I was, we were just saying it's going to be a grinded up game to app state. Like when, when, you, when they saw A&M's game plan, it was, Oh boy, we can do this. Yeah. And yep. Yep. we, you gotta be thinking about these things. So, uh, yep. I, I don't know what the total on this one, uh, Miami's a little bit of a different story than app yeah. state. So I don't think it's quite as simple as just take the under in this one. I think 48 is probably a pretty good number. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, we're all taking the points here <laughs> with Miami. Yeah, we're, we're all taking the points, and I, I would definitely look towards towards the under because I feel like Cristobal is a great recruiter, but uh, everybody in all of his stops would tell you, is he like great, that great of a game day tactician, really? So I, I still trust AM's defense um, in this game. I, I don't see this being high scoring at all. If, if Johnson plays, you could talk me into this game being 20 and 20 one way or the other, and, and I wouldn't be surprised. But still, 48 seems like too many points. Based on what we know today as of this recording, Sunday night, uh, 48, I, I would still take the under there. Right. And that's, again, something we may update, look into more stuff later, and yeah. maybe we'll talk more about this later in the week, the, the total. I think, yeah. sidewise, I think we've said everything we're going to say is yep. a lot of points, take the points. Yep. Uh, one last game to wrap us up on this episode. Again, we'll cover every game this week, including Iowa and Nevada. I know y'all are really looking forward to us discussing that yeah. thing. Yeah. As it's called a football game. Yeah. Anytime Iowa's involved. <laughs> um, but one more that we're going to talk about here today. Uh, 10 p.m. Eastern start, San Diego State at Utah. Uh, my analysis on this one's pretty simple. You've heard me say it a lot through the course of this episode. I try to get favorites earlier in the week, especially when the model says the number should be bigger. Sometimes the model says take favorites. Sometimes it takes dogs. To me, that's what you're looking for. A model that says only take one or the other to me. Just you need to go back to the drawing board. Uh, this one, it says the number isn't big enough. It says it should be Utah minus 23. I'm going to grab 21 at minus 105. I think it's a great play. Uh, I'd love 20. I don't want to get greedy because I'm yep. more afraid of this number. And I never know where the number's going to go. Like about Georgia Southern being just a prime example of that, where I was like, this is way too many points. And then there were more. So yeah, I never yep. know. But as much as I'd love 20 or 19 and a half, say, uh, just in case, you know, the one on 20, uh, I, I'm perfectly happy laying 21 because I'm more thinking that this should be out to 24 more than 20. So I'm going to grab it earlier in the week. I think Utah runs all over San Diego State. I'm excited to get back on Utah. Uh, we loved Utah. They made us a ton of money last year at the end of the year when we recognized uh, the quarterback change, the strengths of that team. Uh, San Diego State also all of a sudden, like, <laughs> whoa. I mean, yeah. I, I, it's hard to remember such a fall from grace for a team. Yeah. Also, take note, Model still has Utah right 10th. Uh, Utah's still a fo good football team. I yeah. faded Utah. Faded Utah in week one. I said they were getting a little too much respect. Florida – at home was a good enough team, you know. It's it, it's been fun, right? Yep. I took Florida against Utah, <laughs> the faded Florida against Kentucky. So you got yeah. it, and, and it's not like I'm zigging and zagging, flipping a coin, right? This is just trusting the model here. Uh, mostly gone well for us at a lot of these big games. Like I said, I think Utah, really good team, and San Diego State, all of a sudden, really not just a crazy yeah. fall from grace. I think Utah kicks the crap out of them here and makes it a boring late Saturday night. Uh, Cousin Jared, what is your take on this one? 
Uh, I think that San Diego's, or I think Utah is basically what San Diego State wants to be, but the thing yeah. is they're not. And, and so it's not going to go good for you. Like, because, you know, uh, San Diego State strengths are Utah's strengths. They're just way better at them than San Diego State is. So, by yeah, by I, a lot. <laughs> yeah. So I don't see this going well for San Diego State. Uh, Utah, I don't know who they played on Saturday. Uh, whoever the team was did not stand a chance. Southern Utah. Oh, our favorite Southern Utah Thunderbirds. If this were college yeah. basketball, I'd tell you to take the over. Um, but by gosh, 73 to 7. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 73 <laughs> to 7 for Utah. So I think there was some anger taken out from that Florida game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't no, like nothing about this for San Diego State. Going on the road uh, to Rice Eccles Stadium there in Salt Lake City, it's just, it's not going to go well for them. Uh, so I don't have a play on this game, but I would be shocked if San Diego State keeps this close. Yeah. And it's, it's not this simple to look at one game, but I just look at that San Diego state versus Arizona game and San Diego state was at home and lost to Arizona by 18. And again, it's not simple. It's a simple look at one game. I'm just using it as an example of Utah is as, as much improved as Arizona is Utah is light years better than Arizona. And you've got, and you flip home road. So, I mean, if you flip 18, give two and a half points for each home, you know, now you're talking about that. And it's not this simple. I know don't, you know, I'm talking about, but just a quick little math exercise. That would have been Arizona by 23 in Arizona. And now you're playing Utah. Utah's got a bigger home field altitude, you know, yeah. big fan base. Maybe it's, let's make that 24. Oh, and Utah's probably what? 10 points, 14 points better. I mean, yeah, not that yeah. simple, but I mean, I saw that San Diego state game. I had a play on San Diego state in that game and they weren't in it at all. It wasn't a fluke. It was from the yeah. start. They got their tail whooped and yep. San Diego state came into this season from last season and from some solid seasons they had before as a solid Mountain West Conference team that could absolutely hang in there with the bottom Power 5 teams. And all of a yeah. sudden, if, if, they, if that was who they're going to be this year, they should have at least been competent against Arizona. They didn't have to win, but at least hang in there. They got down yeah. early yeah. and looked pitiful in that game yeah. at home. Yep. I'm like, like my goodness, this is going to be ugly against Utah. Yeah. So what I would say, and um, you know, I'm not talking about in, in context of the, of the playoff, but just in context of where is their value playing on teams, I would say, don't put, in my opinion, don't put too much stock into Utah losing that game at Florida because Florida has Anthony Richardson. And as we saw in that game against Utah, he's going to make some unbelievable plays. He could seem single-handedly knock off some teams that Florida shouldn't beat. And then you're going to see the reverse of it where he could cost them a game kind of, I'm not saying he cost them a game against Kentucky, but he d- definitely contributed to them losing that game. And, and so what if I he play, say if he is, plays better, they, they win a close one. Yes, exactly. And so what I'm saying is, is I don't know what this means for the, the playoff. Pick, the pick six loss. was bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can, can, can a one-loss Utah team get into the playoff? I don't know. But I'm talking about for the our, our, our perspective of where is their value on teams, I would almost say, like, don't worry too much about that Florida loss because I think yeah. we know what this Utah team is and we know Very they're good. good. And so, Very yeah, good. just just go with it. If you feel good about Utah, go with it. Yeah, maybe a first half play. Uh, no first half lines out now. Uh, if, if this is first half minus 13, uh, I'd be all over first half Utah minus 13 just for fear yep. of a backdoor. Uh, yep. Senior State might play hard throughout the end. Utah might have no reason to to, to keep their starters out there. So yep. I don't think it matters. This feels more like and, and the model says only 23 or whatever. and, and yep. But it feels more like a Utah by 40 type game. So it doesn't yeah. really matter. But yep. um, maybe a first half play. Like I said, I, I, I'd love a 13 first half. Um, yeah. 14. I'd probably still do 14, but... 13 would be really exciting personally for the yeah. first half. Uh, to yeah. Number, if, you, if you could. Don't, don't we have San Diego state to thank for Utah being as good as they are now? Cause I think Brewers started the game against San Diego state last year and they lost. And that's when they made the move to rising. I think. 
And so really, this is all San Diego State's own fault, is what I'm saying. So. <laughs> I can't recall the order of all that and Brewer getting hurt at some point, too. I don't right. remember how that all played out. But if you're right, so much, we should figure that out, because if you're right, yeah. that would be... It'd be yeah. poetic if, if, if accidentally, if Utah wins this like 70 to three, like they did last week yeah. or something, it would just be yeah. poetic, right? For them yeah, to come exactly. full circle. Exactly. I don't think it'll be that bad, but I, I just don't. I mean, yeah. like I said, San Diego State looked pathetic against Arizona and Utah yeah. was a lot better than that. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, all right. That is all you're going to cover this episode. Cousin Jared, any parting words? None. You've given us all your words. I've given you all of them for tonight. I just have to ask because sometimes you or Jake come up with something good, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm glad I gave you, you know, mm-hmm. gave you the floor one last time, you know. Uh, yeah, I know, and I and I'm very appreciative of that. But but right now, I've got nothing. Not got nothing. All right, well, that's all we have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder: check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. We will see you again later in the week for more college football talk, and as always, six days a week for more Major League Baseball plays. As always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.